All right. All right, guys. You hear me? Can you hear me? You got me, Mike? Best show's back in uh, uh, East Coast style. We were West Coast for a week out there in uh, Lipstick City. Now, back where we belong. Just like all the greats from the East Coast. Just like, you know, all the gang. Oh, right? Whoa. You know who that is, Mike? Billy Joel. Uptown girl. She's been living in her high class world. I bet you think she never had that. No, what? I don't even know what the words are. Suffice it to say, nobody brings it like uh, the master, Billy Joel. Or, who's another East Coast guy? We got uh, uh, Lou Reed, another East Coaster, and uh, the best show, the three titans of the East Coast. One, two, three. Uh, we got Mike here. We got Dudio in the house holding it down. He's, uh, it's like a minority report with this guy watching him paint. Watching him slide things around. Sometimes it's like Minority Report. Sometimes it's like a beautiful mind. And uh, sometimes he's painting with technology. Uh, seeing the unseeable. Other times it's a guy in a, a weird abandoned garage. With a lot of newspaper clippings all over the place. Screaming at himself. Which one is it, Dudio? Which one? Newspaper clippings. Well, my friends, the time has come for the best show to begin. You thought I was going to do a Lionel Richie thing there, but I didn't. Another classic best show fake out. Worst 100 tonight. We will be continuing our discussion of who the worst 100 fictional characters of all time are. The phone number, 201-332-3484. And now... The best show can begin.
my friends. The best show is back. Weird loopy stuff, huh? How about that? That's what I get. We're doing sound collages. Suddenly I'm in a sound collage. You hear how that works, Mike? Man, Mike don't like it. I'll tell you. I'll say this. I was doing uh, I was doing the show last couple weeks. You know, I, I provide the snacks here in the workspace. Uh, and uh let's just say um I was a little late on a couple of the snack deliveries. Oh boy. I never heard the end of it. Mike Mike actually I would get the, 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 the dirty look about the uh the, the the lack of uh his 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 his, his uh precious uh what are they? The his little coconut crunchers he's got out there. Cashew clusters. He's got his cashew he's like Where's the cashew? You said there'd be more cashew clusters. Where are the cashew clusters? Mike, they're coming. Uh, we all been busy. We all been busy. I got, I got uh, so I finally today went to Costco. This guy's got enough cashew clusters to last him. Uh, I don't know. You should have seen me loading out at uh, Costco today with the uh, between the cashew clusters and the and the Coors Light. Boy, that was, uh, it seemed like I was going to a, uh, seemed like it was like a survival, like a survivalist that would be the first of the survivalists to not make it. Be like, I'm ready. And like, I'd be looking out my house watching people like perish in the, in the, the sea of flames. But then I would be like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have bought uh, cashew clusters and Coors Light. Maybe I'm uh, off uh, target here with this, and uh, I'll be the first. Because look, with the survivalists, somebody's got to eat it amongst the survivalists. They're all not going to survive at the same rate. So yeah, that's probably what separates the survivalists from each other. The uh, the uh, Who's got the, uh, who's got more cashew clusters than the next guy? Sorting through a couple things here. I, I got something. I, I, I set something wrong on my, uh, computer box. I had some echo coming back on that thing. I don't know what that was. I think it's some sabotage. Not gonna name names. But look. I did shoot my mouth off pretty bad about, uh, about, uh, w- what's his face there, uh, Garrison, uh, Keelblur. About how I'm coming for him. Wouldn't surprise me if, uh, Keelblur. Kiel- Keelblur? Kiel- what is it? Keebler or Keelblur? Keelor. There's no B in there at all. 
Would it surprise anybody if that dude had someone going on a creepy crawl, like a Manson-style creepy crawl? I want you to go into the uh, Best Show Studios and move some furniture around. Do you hear me? We're going on an old-fashioned creepy crawl. We're going to get some of Mrs. Abernathy's uh, cinnamon pie. Then we're going to go on a creepy crawl and move some furniture around in the Best Show uh, studios. Give them an old-fashioned scaring. Garrison Keebler killed... Let's see if this plays now without echo. Let's see. No echo, please. God, please. Is there echo on that? That's pure, right? It's pure as a driven snow. God knows what the, 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 the that that uh, crowd did to my laptop or my studio. I, well, I seriously, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a, a gosh darn thing past uh, any of those. Uh, that whole crowd, that whole uh, country, country, country pie jamboree thing. I want that show. I'm telling you. If five dollars of the U.S. government's money went into that thing being on the air, if that, if if if, if they've gotten fifty cents that that uh, that show of government money, I want it. I want that's mine. It's as good. Why 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 should that be a closed circle? That show. Those people. The haves. I tell you, the haves with all their their fancy NPR stuff. Not like the slobs down here, man. We're down here in the mud pit. We're down here on Fury Road. Right? We're all down here painted silver on Fury Road. Spray painting each other. While the fancy people drive all over the place. We're back here going, water! Water! Oh, maybe you didn't understand it, uh, Tom. Uh, yeah, maybe you didn't, uh, oh, you weren't crazy? You didn't think Fury Road's the best movie you ever saw? Maybe you didn't understand it. Oh, geez, how could I? You're right, maybe it, maybe it eluded me, the plot of Fury Road. So wait a minute, what you're saying is they, they drove out, and then they drove back? So that's the plot of the movie. You're right. I, I miss. I, how did I miss that? Huh? How, how, how could that have eluded me? Fury Road, man. Those Fury Road fans don't like. They don't like when you talk. Uh, when you talk stuff about Fury Road. They don't cotton. They don't cotton to that. Yeah, I got in trouble, Mike. They don't like it. They are sensitive. They wouldn't make it out. Isn't it funny? They wouldn't last five minutes out on Fury Road. These people. They'd be back begging for the water. Not like me and Mike out there on the on the prairie driving around 
Man, when that dude had the guitar, everybody should have been like, look, this might be the most per, most perfect movie ever, but the fact that, like, there's some dude with an electric guitar strapped to the thing playing, it's just like, really? That's... People are buying that as, like, a valid version of rock music in a, in a movie after 1987. Like the most outmoded. What are we doing on the show tonight, my friends? Well, we continue. The worst 100 fictional characters of all time. Look, I liked, I liked watching Fury Road. I, I had a good time watching it. I just, uh, I just, uh, there's a couple things in it that, uh, I got numb to it. I was exhausted. Oh, wait, they're driving more? Okay. They're gonna go. Okay, he's gonna jump from the one car to the other car. Now the guy's swinging a rake around or whatever he's swinging at people. We got a rake, I think. Kept hitting the other guy with a rake. Yeah, well, I look. I just got excited. I get tired. I get tired of things. Maybe I. Maybe I'm. I'll admit it. I'm the one slowing down. I'd make it out there on Fury Road. You know what I think? That movie was missing more weirdness. Like more. Like not enough tubes coming off someone's head. You know what I mean? Like the like the people weren't repellent enough. Like I didn't. I wasn't sure. Wait, is this guy supposed to be a repellent? I'm not sure yet. He's got uh, skin tags all over the place, and uh, he's drooling on himself, and he's spray-painting himself in the face, and uh, he's got a giant breathing apparatus and uh, creepy tattoos. Um, sure, not, not sure what, what, what I'm supposed to be feeling about this character. Come on. Come on, Fury Road. Tighten it up. Me and AP Mike got places to, to be. Think Mike's got time for that now? Speaking of which, Mike will be actually selling copies of Fury Road on Fury Road. <laughs> out of uh, out of trunk, as they say in uh, the bootlegging industry. Out of trunk. Man, technology ain't working for old Tommy tonight. Uh, first uh, thing that went wrong with the stream, got a dudio was uh, painting a portrait there with technology like I've never seen someone do before or since. It was like a uh, modern-day uh, uh, Da Vinci. Then I got the, 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 the echo chamber going off my uh, computer box. When I tried to play a couple songs, played... Uh... Who do we hear there? We heard... Uh... We heard Johnny Bon... John Lee Bonley. Is that it? John Lee Bonley, that's right, from the album put together on the 12XU label. We heard, I don't mind. Great album, great album. Before that, actually starting us off, we heard part of a Destroyer song from the uh, Five Spanish Songs uh, EP, which I pulled the plug on because of uh, echo issues. 
suddenly it was like the echo. It's like, what do we got going here? Is this, uh, is this poor strong factory in the, up in here? Right? There's one for my Japanese noise people. Make a joke for them. Are my Japanese noise people in the house? Remember that episode of Oprah where she's like, Everybody here gets a high-rise CD. Remember that? Everybody went nuts. They got the first high-rise album. Reissued by Force Exposure. Everybody here gets Mars Bow. Before that, we heard La Luz from the album. It's alive on Hardly Art. All the time, the name of that song. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, Tweet Deck won't work for me. Tweet Deck's now, what, what is this? Like the equivalent, the internet equivalent of the roads being paved? You drive everywhere now, everything's being paved. Starting us off, Heavy Lids, a single put out on the Pelican Pow Wow label. Great label. Came out a couple years ago. Recorded by Quintron. How about that? The name of that song, Gravity Reverse. Heavy Lids. Great label. Pelican Pow Wow. Great Heavy Lids, great band. Pelican Pow Wow, great label. Tighten it up, guys. Guys, I'm talking to myself. Everybody here gets a boredom's record! The episode of Oprah... They did not want you to see the Oprah Japanese noise rock episode. Everybody here gets KG Hino! Tweet Deck. You let me down, Tweet Deck. You know what's good about Tweet Deck? You set the feed the way you want it, man. I don't see nothing you people write. Nothing. Twitter becomes my Twitter. Not look at the thing. Got to see a uh, thing of somebody saying something like all day long this. I'll say this on Twitter as a, I'm being parodic when I say that. So my friends, I'm tightening up here. Someday TweetDeck will work for me. Mike, find out what the deal with TweetDeck is. Get the, get the, I want the, the CFO on the line. And have you heard Mike's song, by the way? Have you heard Mike's, uh, song, uh, uh, What's it called again? Michael Perry. 
And you can get it over at Bandcamp. Mike wrote it and uh, did it with uh, Jesse Eisner. Elsner. The two of them. Just out there laying it out, man. New chapter. This guy's an artist now. Surprised he's not wearing a beret tonight. Walking around with one of those paint uh, paint doilies. What do they call those things you put the paints on? Paint platform. Paint plate. The worst 100 fictional characters of all time. Let's see who's who's good here, Mike. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, how are you doing tonight? Doing good. Who's this? Will in Raleigh, North Carolina. Who is this now? Will in Raleigh, North Carolina. Will in Raleigh, North Carolina, part of the Triangle. Right? Yep. Couple uh, of options for the list tonight. How's everything in the triangle tonight? Triangle's doing good. You partying down? Tonight, yes, sir. How do you party down? Right now, a glass of whiskey in the best show. Ah, uh, glass of whiskey. Classy. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you should have seen the hard time Mike was giving me about these snacks. Okay, he's got his cashew clusters now. He's probably got his fingers are probably all cashewed up. Cashew smear all over the place. This guy. Better not murder anybody. He'd be the easiest guy in the world to catch. Wouldn't take Columbo to figure out. Wouldn't take Columbo. Columbo would come and he'd be like, uh, he'd be talking to Mike. Mike would be a good Columbo villain, wouldn't he? You see him like, he'd kill me, right? Be like, right. Mike would be like, he'd be like, I want to talk to you, Tom, at the thing. He'd be like, yeah, what do you want to talk about, Mike? And then he'd shoot me. Then Columbo would come in and be like, excuse me, uh, Mike. Mike would be like, you know, ever seen Columbo when they have that, like, when, when the villain tries to, like, do the misdirector, he's like, you know, you need to look at Columbo is that, uh, he was getting a lot of threatening phone calls. Oh, that's very good. Very good. And then Columbo, right? And then he would come back in and say to Mike, uh, just one more thing. Uh, you sure seem to like these, uh, cashew clusters. Of course I like them, Columbo. It's a delicious snack. Kirkland brand. What's not to like about the Kirkland brand? High quality product at an affordable price? No, no, you're right. You're right, AP Mike. Then they'd be dusting for cashew clusters, right? Find cashew cluster fingerprints all over my, uh, all over my neck. Where Mike dragged me. Like an animal dumped me in the Hudson. What do you have for the list, young man? Uh, a couple options. I think first, and this, he's, I, I think he's got to be on the list, is Tony Clifton as played by Bob Zamuda. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a high one. 
That's a high one. Now, uh, the, 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 the Word uh, document we were using for the, not Word document, the, the program we were using for this tonight is uh, out of commission because we want it's either the stream for the audio or the other thing, the, the list. So Dudio's out there. And what can't do? Let's all hear it for Dudio, right? Everybody. Let's have a big hand for Dude. This guy... Everybody's got their skill set. You know what I mean? But Dudio, man, this dude is like, this guy can bring, and look, I call him Dudio. I gotta call him Dudio now. I hate it. Pains me to call him Dudio. But, uh, cause it's a nickname he came up with. You're not supposed to come up with your own nickname. But Dudio sure did, man. He came in. You'd think he market tested that thing the way he came in. But he pieced this thing back together. The whole thing cra- uh, crashed on the on the other side, not on our side, man. On the uh, on the server side, Dudio rebuilt this thing. It really was like uh, really was like uh, 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 um, a min- Minority Report. He was just painting, moving things in the air, sliding images. Next thing you know, shows up for everybody to hear. So yes, Tony Clifton. So Dudio's out there keeping track of the list. Hey, uh, Dudio? Yeah. Tony Clifton, uh, do we have anybody at like number 10 on the list? Pina Colada, Pina Colada Couple from the Rupert Holmes song is at number 10. <laughs> number 11, Tony Clifton's, uh, Bob Zamuda's Tony Clifton. Thank you, Tom. Anybody else? Didn't you have one more you said? Uh, how about the Sonic guys? The Sonic guys. Now that's interesting because, uh, it's kind of a conundrum because the one Sonic guy seems like the more normal of the Sonic guys. Yeah. The one who you see on Veep every once in a while. Right. That other guy though. First of all, where do these Sonic guys get off? First of all, how are these guys friends? Seems like all they do is argue in the parking lot of a Sonic. Right? Who's, A, A, whose convertible is it? I guess the one guy's driving it, so it must be his car. Unless the other guy's loaded beyond belief and he just has the, one guy is his chauffeur, right? And he sits up front with him so he doesn't feel, uh, uh, he doesn't feel, uh, uh, a fancy. The sign of a true rich person. Maybe that guy's a, a billionaire. Maybe that guy owns Sonic. And he has this other clown drive him around, right? Going from Sonic to Sonic. Testing their, their brownie fudge nut blasts and their, their, uh, their, uh, summer chillers and stuff. I went to a Sonic the other night. I was so hungry. I timed my whole night wrong and I was like dying of hunger. It's like, where am I going to, I'm not going to go to a diner, sit for an hour. Fine, I'll go get a, uh, some tots and a grilled cheese sandwich at Sonic. God help me. Pull in there. I'm telling you. Because the, 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 the window, they usually they roller skate up to your car. You know what I mean? They roller skate up. Not, not late at night though. You go to the straight drive through. I'm sitting at that drive through. First of all, it took forever. I mean, what are you guys making in there really? What is this? Were you making a masterpiece back there? 
Just slop it in a slop it on a roll or slop it in a cup and move down. Two in the morning. People eat whatever you put in their bag. So I'm waiting online at the window. Like I'm I'm next up, I pay and I'm sitting at the window. And I'm looking in that Sonic. It was like in in Goodfellas. Remember when they looked and when they got that glimpse into the the one store where uh, De Niro wanted uh, what's-her-face to go in and it seemed like the spookiest place on earth where he's like, come on, come on in, come on. And you got like a glimpse of what's going on back there. I watched some dude in there take a giant bag. Looked like This bag looked like it was taken from a hospital. It was filled with strawberries or something. Looked like plasma. He's pouring those, pouring those things into like a dispenser and I was just like well I know one thing I'm not getting here anymore dessert that took that off the the menu of my mind the menu of my mind mm-hmm. wouldn't that be something the menu of my mind that could be a good uh good song the menu of my mind right Jimmy Webb Jimmy Webb is back with menu of my mind and it would say on the thing, his worst record yet. Um, so yeah, so I ate at the Sonic thing. And I'm just like, these Sonic guys, man. Those commercials, those, those guys are just shilling garbage. It's like, it's like, those are like, those are like, uh, war, war criminals in terms of health. Right? That's like, right. It's like evil, evil propaganda. They're put, they're getting you to go eat a, uh, 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 like a, uh, uh, pineapple upside down coconut fudge swirl blast. Right? And I'm dumb enough to do it. I'm impressionable enough to do it. Thank God I saw in there. The worst. Thank God I saw in there and saw what it was. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. How, how many scotches in are you tonight? What, are you scotches your drink? What's your drink? Bourbon, scotch, what do you like? Seven and seven. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. Oh, he hung up. Okay. How about that? Can't please them all, man. Can't please them all. Best show, you're on the air. <laughs> Hello? Oh. It's over. It's over. Hello? <laughs> Who is this? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, man. I, I've been crying since Sunday night. 
You've been crying since Sunday night. Yeah. Who is who is this? <sighs> I can't believe it. I can't believe Bob and Phil and the boys have played their last help slip, Frank. <laughs> Why have you been crying? You've been crying since when? Sunday night. Wait, I think I know who this might be. Is this Bryce? <laughs> well, you uh, it might be the 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 uh, constant bong rips that are tipping me off. Oh, was I doing that? You, it's second nature to me at it, this point, right? Well, it comes across on on the on the show pretty loudly. I thought I was being stealth with it. No, not so much. <laughs> so, so Bryce, you're pretty torn up about the uh the Grateful Dead played their last shows this past weekend, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Aren't you torn up? Um, not so much. I mean, that's really not my scene. I was not much of a dead fan, really. So. Oh, man, I wish you could have seen the rings that came out of my mouth when I did that. That was my great, my greatest ring, whatever. Your greatest, wow. Okay. So you can't. Wait, so you, you're not into the dead. No, I'm not. Not Everybody really. Everybody on earth is a dead fan, man. I heard Obama is so distraught about this that he wanted to step down from office and let Biden run the country for a couple months. But Biden's too upset to do it, also. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so now they're trying to figure out who's next in line for president. I think it's Dave Grohl, so he's going to be the president this summer. Dave Grohl is going to be president. Yeah. This this summer. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the one thing he hasn't done, so sure, let's let him let's let him do that too. Right? I, I mean, don't know. I'll look, make the rules. Okay, but you're, I, look, I, I, I have never heard ever that the president and vice president are deadheads. Wait, didn't you see the shows this weekend? No, no, I didn't. Oh, oh man, Biden and Obama were at all three Chicago shows. And I'll tell you what, man. What? Those guys are by no means touchheads. Touch heads. What is a touch head? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. A touch head. Those are newbies who didn't get into the dead till in the dark. And of course, the hit single "Touch of Grey." You grateful dummy, dip munch. Touch heads. I've never heard that before. Oh yeah. So they're not. So Obama and Biden are. Are you said they're not touch heads? No, no. Those guys go deep with the warlocks. I'll tell you, they were high-fiving when they broke into New Potato Caboose that first night in Chicago. Uh-huh. And, and man, Obama and Biden looked so cool. They were wearing those big Dr. Seuss hats. I love those. The, Don't you love those? The big Dr. Seuss hats. No, not really. Not, oh. not exactly my style. Oh, man. Well, you know, they were dancing the whole time. Have you seen Biden do his twirl? 
have I seen Biden do his tour? No, I have not. Oh, man, do yourself a favor. You got to Google right now. Google the Biden twirl. The Biden twirl. Yeah. Right, hold on. Oh, my God. I can't believe this. It's, right? It's Joe. It's Biden. Yeah. And he's doing that really stupid deadhead dance. What's he wearing? He's wearing that hat. Yeah. That big Dr. Seuss hat. He's got a tie, but it's loosened. Why do you even bother having a tie on? I think it's to command respect on some level, right? I guess it maybe he thinks it shows that this is who I am, but I'm not that right now. Yeah, I'm still on the job. Yeah, but... But, but I'm still doing massive hits. <laughs> yes, I'm... Wow. He's kind of going for it. It really is. This. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, though. You know, to his, to his and the president's credit, they didn't want to overshadow the dead, so they just danced off to the side of the stage with their wives. Wait, their their wives were there also? Oh, yeah, but I'll, I'll be honest, they weren't so into it, you know, but even the old ladies couldn't sit still when the dead broke into Mississippi, half-step up, down to blue. I mean, that's when things got really crazy. Uh, what, what, what happened? How did it get they, crazy? They started jamming. Who was jamming? Obama and Biden. No. What, what jamming? Jamming on what? Axes. Axes. Yeah. Olympic guitars made matching guitars for both the president and the vice president, and they both got up on stage and started chugging. Oh, chugging. Yeah. Okay. So they were. You ever? Don't you like a chugging? You know, I love. Credence Clearwater Revival so much, but if they in any way had anything to do with Chuglin being a part of like the overall vocabulary, right. that it right. makes me like them a little less. Well, that, you may not like that, but we do have them to thank for the the, uh, the word boinin. We do, yes. They they showed their true roots as as guys from from where. The Bay Area, with that deep Southern accent. Well, they got it boinin' and toinin' for sure, right? Yeah, and when Elvis Presley sang his version of that song, he said burnin' and turnin'. Well, he was from New York, right? <laughs> Elvis was not from New York. Yeah, he was. He was very sophisticated. <laughs> he, he was not from New York. He enjoyed sophisticated cuisine. Well, he liked... He liked some some trash food. Like what? Like peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Oh, man, I'd like that right now. You'd like one of those right now? I'd like eight of them right now. Oh, oh wow. I don't know why, though. Mm -hmm. So they oh. were they, they were chuglin' up there, right? Oh, my God. Yes, they were so into it. I'll tell you what, man. They were even doing mounted bass drum hits during space. What, what is a mounted bass drum hit? Well, 
You know how Mickey and Bill have that big arsenal of drums and stuff back behind their kits? Mm-hmm. I, they, yeah, the two, uh, the two drummers in the Grateful Dead have like a ton of drums and uh, percussive instruments up on stage. Yeah, and, you know, they each have these big bass drums mounted behind them, and during space, you know that part of the show where they make all that crazy noise for what feels like five hours, but is actually only ten minutes? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, now I'm familiar with what space is. Well, during space, somebody filled up a couple of the bass drums with dragonberry cheddar. Wait, what is drag... What is Dragonberry Cheddar? What? You have a show for young people on a CB radio channel, and you don't know what Dragonberry Cheddar is? Dra- I don't know. Well, first of all, the show's not on a CB radio. That's, oh, it sounds that, like it. Well, it's definitely not. Um, okay. No, it's a broadcast worldwide. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, and... I still don't know I'm what... I'm real nervous. Well, you're not nervous. <laughs> you're making fun. I can... No, I ain't. Yeah, you're, you ain't. I know. Uh, Dragonberry Cheddar, I don't know what that is. Um, well, it's only my favorite strain of Crippler. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think Weed Fiend 69 said it best in his review on ChronicPatrol.net when he said, Intense strain for me. This gets you incredibly faded for the entire day. Warning, though, not a great use for social situations, for you will be a zombie when your eye smells. <laughs> but it looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, uh, Bryce, can I go out on a limb here and guess uh, who Weed Fiend 69 might be? Uh, yeah, I don't know if you had three hours to burn, well, though. Well, I'm going to guess it's you. Wait, can you see inside my palm pilot? Your your palm pilot? Yeah. No, no, I can't see inside your palm. I can't believe you're using a palm pilot still, but no, I, I just, it seemed kind of an obvious uh, guess to make. Maybe you're an obvious guess to make. Oh, well, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure either. Oh, well, okay, back to the topic at hand. Yeah. Every time Nikki or Bill hit one of the mounted bass drums, yeah. huge plumes of drag brachet would shoot out and get huffed by various VIPs who were there on stage. There were VIPs on stage? Yeah, there were a couple. Like like who? Oh, man, let me try to remember. Uh, Bill Murray... Uh, David Crosby, Jenny Lewis, Bill Walton, Bernie Sanders, uh, who else? Gabe Kaplan, Ira Kaplan, Tony Shalhoub, uh, Martha Stewart, Merle Allen, Mike Ditka, who else? Uh, mean Gene Okerlund, uh, Sammy Sosa, Gary and Jake Busey, uh, Judge Joe Brown, uh, Stan Van Gundy, uh, who else? Jello Man, uh, Gary and Jake Fogelnoost, uh, Martha Davis, of course, from the motels, uh, Buzz Aldrin, mm-hmm. who else was there? Uh, Marla Gibbs, uh, John Wayne Bobbitt. Wait, Marla, <laughs> Marla Gibbs, that's, uh, that's, uh, from the Jeffersons, that's, uh, yeah. Florence. Yeah, big dead fan. Remember how Sherman Hemsley was a big prog fan? Yeah, that, was that like a thing between the two of them? 
Was she like the, you know, the, uh, the kind of softer country rock that also had a little acid fry to it? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Sher- Sherman Helmsley was a huge fan of Gong. Absolutely, yeah. Wow. Okay. So Mar- play a Gong song right now. I can't. I'm not going to play any Gong right now. Please. Sorry. Sorry. I don't know if we're going to get to any Gong tonight. Oh, but you might. We might maybe get a little David Allen on the show, but oh no, I mean tonight. Tonight. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Who? Who was oh, that? It. Who else was at the I'll show? Just, I'll just stop talking, man. Until no, you no, no, it. no, no. I would rather hear who else was uh, VIP at this. Okay. Uh, John Wayne Bobbitt. I think I mentioned uh, Dennis DeOlb. Wait, who? Dennis DeOlb. De- who is Dennis DeOlb? Oh, that's what Dennis DeYoung from Sticks calls himself now. Wait, that's the dumbest thing I've ever... Dennis, he calls... Dennis DeYoung now calls himself Dennis DeOld. Yeah, you know how, you know, he's finally embracing his fuddy-duddy? Uh-huh. Remember at the, at the end of, of that, uh, what was that, what was that, that, that rock concert they had, that concept album, Kilroy was here? Yes, yeah. And they had that thing where at the end of the show, they, they did like a, like a boogie-woogie medley of old rock and roll songs. I mean, what 15-year-old in 1981 doesn't want to hear Blue Suede Shoes, right? Yeah, what, what 15-year-old who finally got money to go see the band that did uh, Renegade, like who who's been playing the Pieces of Eight album, can't wait to go watch Sticks go a- act for twenty minutes before right. they play a note of music, yeah, and then play their new crummy album, and then do a rock and roll medley at the end. Yeah, they finally cut loose, and you know they they don't play that old hat stuff like you know Blue Collar Man or Come Sail Away. No. They, they they play some stuff by the coasters. <laughs> they're yeah, they're too busy doing a whole lot of shaking going on. Yeah. Oh, and when he he could dance like a like a bandit man. <laughs> so Dennis the Young is now Dennis the Old. Yeah. Okay. Oh, who else was there? Robert England. Uh, Edward James Almost, uh, Edward James Almost, the porn actor, uh, Fred Savage, uh, Savage Fred the wrestler, uh, Amorosa. Okay, from The Apprentice. Uh, Celebrity Chef Levi Roots. (laughs) Who? Celebrity Chef Levi Roots. Levi Roots. Yes. Okay. Uh, The Roots. The Roots. Yes. Okay. What else? Uh, Ronnie Spector. All right. Uh, the Mythbusters. The Mythbusters were yeah. there. Okay. Stretching uh, the definition of VIP a little bit. Oh, F you. That's oh. a good program. <laughs> okay. Uh, who else? Lance Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got booed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Greg Popovich. Oh, okay, the coach of the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Danny Woodburn, he was great. He had some good moves. Who's Danny Woodburn again? He played Mickey on Seinfeld. He's the best guy. He was hanging out with Mickey Dolans, too. What a great gang. Wow, that's a real who's who up there, huh? Yeah. 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 Uh, former governor of Pennsylvania, Ed Rendell. Okay, that's an odd one. Uh, Greg Gutfeld. From Red Eye. The guy who used those red eye. Yeah. Uh, Angus Scrim. Angus Scrim. Yeah. Wait, not from the Phantasm movies. Yeah, the tall man. The tall man from the Phantasm. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
Wow. Uh, who else? Oh, Gary Hart was there too. Yeah. Okay, Gary. Yeah, he was Hart. having sex. <laughs> okay. He's still, he's still into that, man. Sure. I give him props. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. good for him. Yeah. That's a real heavy-duty VIP section, Bryce. Right. Yeah. But in front and center. Yeah. The president and the VP. Mm-hmm. And may I tell you, Biden was so out of hand that Bob Weir had to throw one of his sandals at him. What What does that mean? Well, that's a major event. I mean, Bob treats those sandals like they're his children. Sand, he, so an actual sandal on his foot. Yeah. So he threw a sandal at Biden. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow, that's, I guess. Within, within seconds, Ramrod came back on stage and gave him a new one, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ramrod. What, yeah. What, what's Ramrod? Are you kidding? I don't know who, is that a roadie or something? Yeah, he's the roadie. Okay. Been with him forever. Okay. Ramrod. Oh, but man, I'll tell you what. What? It's a real shame Mike's parole issues kept him from being at the shows. Yeah, you know, I know Mike is a, you know, is a huge Dead fan, and uh, he would have probably loved to have been there. But, you know, I guess it was bound to happen soon, you know, I mean... He was bound to get popped for, uh, you know, what he does. Like, like the saying goes, pimping ain't easy. I just didn't realize he had so many um, <laughs> employees. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, Mike's... It's hard to get a handle on Mike in 2015 sometimes, AP Mike. <laughs> you know? He's just like, I ask him how things are going. He's just like, yeah, I'm running things. You know what I mean? I know. Just yeah. Like every, every once in a while, I'd run into him and he'd, I'd hear him say under his breath, where's my bees? Where's my bees? Okay. Yeah. I, I've never heard him say that. He probably knows better than to do that around me. Probably, yeah. But, you're, um, you're PC. You're more PC than I am. Uh-huh. P- yeah, more PC than you are. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, he's he's kind of like he's got his own thing, and you know, he calls himself Swaggy M now. I know it works for him, though. I like how he cocks that hat. He does. He cocks that. It's like a baseball cap, though. It is. Yes. Yes. You know, it's like it's he wears it like he thinks he's wearing like a really cool hat, but it's yeah. like a hat. It's like a War of the Worlds like crew hat. That he got from when that movie War of the Worlds filmed in Bayonne. <laughs> so he kind of cocks it as if he thinks he's wearing like a fancy hat, but it's like a crew baseball cap. Well, he's representing his town. You know, it's the biggest thing that ever happened to that mm. town. Yeah, he is. But you know what? What? It was also cool, though, you know, because Phil Lash did dedicate Warf Rat to Mike. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. He said, here's a song for our main man from Bayonne, the Chico Kid. Wow. I had no idea that the Grateful Dead knew who Mike was. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I saw a bunch of deadheads wearing Get In The Chico Zone shirts. Huh. Yeah. And they were throwing these Frisbees around. And when someone made a particularly great catch, the person would go, do you sell Puppies. So they're quoting him in the parking lot of this final dead show. Yes. Wow. That's yes. 
That's uh, Mike has arrived. Oh yeah, man. So those, so the shows, uh, yeah. Yeah, the shows were yeah. pretty. I, I thought they were good. There, there were some bad reviews, though, you know. But overall, I thought it was great. But I, I'll be honest. I went on a rampage on a few of the dead message boards when I found out Trey was standing in for Jerry. Mm-hmm. But that was until someone explained that it was Trey from Fish, not Trey from Green Day. <laughs> Wait, so you you thought, you actually thought that the drummer from Green Day, Trey Cool, yes. was going to be replacing Jerry Garcia in this final iteration of The Grateful Dead? Wouldn't that make you mad? It would, if I was like, a dead what's fan. what's he going to do, just play the pump drums on those songs? Uh-huh, okay. I don't know what that is, but... So, so how, how in your opinion, you being the, yeah. the dead fan that you are... How did I like it? Yeah. Well, you know, there were a few stretches where the music sounded pretty lifeless, but mm-hmm. that was mainly because Bill and Mickey were struggling with that D.T. Cruiser. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, what's that? Oh, remember earlier in this conversation when we discussed the arsenal of drums and stuff behind Mickey and Bill? Uh-huh. Yeah, that was like uh like 2 minutes ago. Was it? It felt like like months ago. <laughs> no, it was very oh, recently. I don't know. Well, anyway, anywho, around 1985, Bill and Mickey opened a small auto repair shop on stage. I, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. On stage, they opened an auto repair shop. Yeah, see, they wanted to make some extra money during tour, so they put the word out that they cha- change fans' oil and do engine repair during the shows. On stage, they do that. Yeah, yeah why? Uh huh. Okay, I, I, it's, it's shocking. Well. So, anyway, there was one point during the second Chicago show during Tennessee Jet when they were both trying to deal with some rusted calipers and a broken camshaft. And there were no drums at all for about 20 minutes. And that was kind of a low energy-wise, I gotta say. Yeah, that would, that would kind of diminish the energy of the, of the show if the two percussionists were busy trying to fix a, a camshaft on a, on a PT cruiser, I could see right? how that would slow things down. Yeah, but man, when they broke into their most punk song, "Alabama Getaway," uh huh, things really started to heat up. Man, I'll tell you, it took me back to the love boat. It took you back to the what? The love boat. The love boat. What do you yeah. mean? What do you mean by the love boat? When they were on it. When who was on it? The love boat, the TV show, the love boat. Yeah. The Grateful Dead were on the love boat. You don't remember this? I've never. No, this does not sound familiar at all. Okay, well, are you get ready to go to love boat school? Uh, okay. But you never heard that before? No, I haven't actually. Lo- I, ain't I never said it before. Okay, well, look, there's a first time for everything, Bryce. So. Right, it's like the first guy that ever ate a squid. Someone's got to do that. Somebody's got to say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna fry that thing." Yeah. 
Am I still alive? Oh, yes, barely, I am. Barely, barely, yeah. <laughs> I had a little bit of a, of a synapse failure or something. Yeah, I wasn't I sure. You were in the middle of talking about squid and taking me to love boat school. Then you went strangely silent for a second. Oh, now I remember, yes. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, remember back in 1980 when the dead released their album, Go to Heaven? Go to Heaven. That's the album... Um, where they were wearing like all like disco suits on the cover, like white disco suits. Yes, yeah. See, th- that was very divisive amongst deadheads. People thought they were selling out with that look and and also the sound of that record. Okay. Yeah, Clive Davis, who's the head of Arista, mm-hmm. he he was really pushing them to be more commercial. And right after that record came out, Clive Davis called in a favor to his bro, Aaron Spelling, and he asked him to let the dead be guest stars on Love Boat. I've never, that sounds insane. Clive. No, man, it's true. And it only aired once. Okay. Did you see it? I sure did. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, in the episode, which is called A Long Strange Cruise, the dead played these convicted felons who have been sentenced to live out the rest of their days on an Alaskan penal colony. Uh Uh-huh. Say that ten times fast, right? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. But there's a jailboat strike, so... Captain Steubing agrees to transport the prisoners on the Pacific Princess. Mm-hmm. So, in the episode, it all centers around this big disco dance contest that's going to be on the final night of the cruise. Okay. And all the guests on the ship are contestants in the disco contest. Uh-huh. Like, who, who do you know any of the guests? Oh, let me try to remember. Um, Gordon Jump. Uh, Aaron Moran. Jackie Earl Haley, uh, who else? Juliet Prowse, mm-hmm. Gary Berghoff, okay, uh, Anne Margaret, uh-huh. David Norton, uh, Kim Fields, Tootie, yep, yeah. Red Berry. That's a rerun. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rosemary from uh, Dick Van Dyke. Exactly. Yeah, and Pete Rose. Pete Rose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, the ship's banned. They get food poisoning from some faulty lobster bisque. Mm-hmm. And it's looking like there's going to be no music for the big disco contest. And it's a major catastrophe, Tom. Uh-huh. Well, what, what, what happens next? Well, when Isaac comes down to the ship's brig to bring the prisoners their gruel. <laughs> okay, their gruel, yeah. Yeah, they get gruel once a day. He overhears them singing Scarlet Begonias, and they sound amazing. Just what you'd expect from the dead. Oh, okay. So right. Isaac tells Captain Steubing about their immense talent, and he asks if they will supply the music for the disco contest. So, okay. So they agree to play, and there's this great scene where they they play a disco-fied version of Alabama Getaway, and this particular track was produced by Giorgio Moroder just for the show, and all the guests dance. Uh-huh. It's really cool, Tom. Uh-huh. Really cool. They, the dead even did a, a version of the Love Boat theme song. Wait, of the, the Love Boat theme? Yeah. Really? I've yeah. never I've never heard that. 
Well, they only aired it once, but I remembered it went something like, love, exciting and new, take a hit, we're expecting you, and love, life's sweetest reward, eat some shrooms. But don't fall overboard. The love boat soon will be making another drug run. The love boat promises trips for everyone. Set a course for adventure. Your mind will be frying soon. I dropped my wallet. Hang on. You're right there. No. <laughs> there, I got it. It fell under this ottoman. You got it? Yeah. Um, and love. Oh, you're going to keep singing. Won't hurt. And of course, there's more. Okay. Love won't hurt anymore. You'll be so baked. You won't feel anything at all. It's love. Break out the bong. It's love. Oh. Wow. Oh, man. Oh. And the ramrod, their roadie, he was there, too. And in the middle of the dance contest, he dosed the punch bowl, and everyone had really, really, really bad trips, Tom. Uh It was sick. Uh Uh-huh. Like what? How sick? Oh, man. At one point, Anne Margaret, she was gouging Jackie Earl Haley's eyes out with an ice pick. Uh Uh-huh. And then Gordon Jump, he got a face full of glass shards. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, P- Pete Rose, he was there, and he, of course, was well-known for being a tri-bottle clicker. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of one of the things he's known for. Yeah, so he smashes up his clicking bottles, uh-huh. and he grinds them in, in Gordon Jump's face. Okay. It was sick, and but uh, there was something good that came out of it. It inspired Cannibal Corpse's hit single, Force Fed Broken Glass. Well, at least there's a silver lining somewhere in there. I yeah. Guess. Oh, man, but the way the episode ended. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It has this shot of everyone on the Pacific Princess just tripping, tripping negative balls and fighting and stabbing each other. Uh-huh. But there's this masterful pull-out shot, and we see, as we pull out more and more, we see the members of the dead and Ramrod in a lifeboat sailing off into the distance. So, so okay, so these escaped... Felons, these, these, these they, like these convicted. Fe- I'm sorry, they es- sorry these felons. They were convicted. Yes. They were convicted, but so now they escaped. Now they beat. Colony. They've ducked out on a lifeboat. Yeah. So they're escaping from from any sort of uh, punishment here. Isn't it beautiful? No, that's not beautiful. They snuck out. They didn't pay the price. Well, that's, I guess, that's a, that's a moral uh, issue, I guess. But anyway, the episode was directed by Trenel Strauss. Uh-huh. But he, really? he had to do it under a different name. He did it under the name Thor Zabotnil. Okay. Yeah. See, Strauss was being blue-listed at the time because he was suspected of having ties to the Ayatollah. So he had to work under this other name. Uh-huh. Well, did did he have ties to the Ayatollah? Come on. Oh, 
God, yes. Oh, God, yes. Oh, I thought, yeah. the way you said, come on, I thought you were going to say, oh, God, no. No, he was really in tight. Oh. He, was, he was doing promotional films for the Ayatollah. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's, that, that's, a, I did not know that about Trent L. Strauss. You learn something every night. You do. But what, another interesting thing that came out of that whole love boat thing? Mm-hmm. Bill Kreutzman and Nikki Hart were so funny that Aaron Spelling gave them their own show. I did, I've never heard that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was called On the Beat. Okay. It was about these two hippie drummers from Berkeley mm-hmm. who get recruited by the San Francisco Police Department to go undercover when the Zodiac Killer resurfaces in the early 80s. <laughs> Wait a minute. So the the, <laughs> the the two guys from the Grateful Dead play right. two cops... Who are out? Because so so in this show, the Zodiac Killer resurfaces, right? And then they're they're hired to try to to find him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But you know, the show didn't didn't really do that well. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, kind kind of like that Warriors TV series. It, mm-hmm. it just couldn't decide whether or not it wanted to be a sitcom. Or a disturbing look into the morbid, horrific mind of a half-animal part-party machine 316 serial killer. Hmm. That is... I I don't even know how to process that. I know. Wait, what, 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 what is that? Oh, no, man! What 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 what's going on? Head count. What? Yeah, head count. Head count. I don't know. What do you mean by head count? Well, that's the sound they use when they're going to count us. When they're going to. Well, what is this? Prison warden Minahan. Wait. Are you, uh, Bryce, are you in jail? Yeah. You just yelled out to a warden. Yeah. What, what are you, <laughs> how, why are you in jail? Well, in a nutshell, mm-hmm. I broke into the dead's dressing room after that final show, and I tried to steal Bob's cargo shorts. Okay. Yeah, I got popped and now I'm in the hut in Chicago, just like Sean Penn in that movie where they inexplicably left him that one shot where a cameraman is clearly visible. Uh-huh. Um, I've never, I, I, I it sounds like you're referencing the movie Bad Boys, but I, yeah. I don't know about that, that, uh, particular, uh, blunder or blooper oh, or whatever you well, call it. I guess you're not a student of early 80s coming-of-age prison cinema like yours truly. Uh-huh. Well, you know, we all can't be experts in the same things. and I mean, That's what they say. Yeah. Well, I, I don't... Oh, no! What is, what, what is that? Right. 
price? Yeah. What was that? That means lights out. Wait, what means lights out? They play Grateful Dead music in prison? For... Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I had no idea that that, what kind of, that there's any kind of prison like that. Oh, yeah, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. This whole town is going dead crazy. You know, normally I, there would be like the sound of a, you know, like a, a, a horn to alert the inmates, but they've been playing dead music all week. Wow, that's a weird prison. They got it's crazy, right? Grateful Dead fever because of I these know. final shows. Well, you know, I guess it never. Well, wonders never cease. You know, right? This prison's got two horns. What's that? This prison's got two horns. Two horns. Okay. Yeah, I know that was a stretch. And I want to apologize to your listeners. <laughs> okay, thank yeah. you. I appreciate you. Yeah. Raining. Oh no. What? Oh no! Oh no, Tom! What, what, what's, what's, what's going on? Uh, they're playing Space from Dozen at the Nick? Yeah. March 1990? Uh huh. That could only mean one thing. <laughs> what, what does that mean? Oh no. What? They only play that when a prisoner's about to get shanked! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Uh huh. Oh no. What? Oh, 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 oh no! I'm getting shanked real bad, man. Oh no. Oh, oh, oh no! Oh man! What is it? Oh. Are you okay? I'm going out in the fill zone, man. This prison—it's got three horns. Another stretch. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hello? Wow, okay. I guess Bryce... Everybody's dying now. He's getting shanked. Good heavens. Jeepers, creepers, man. Weird stuff going on. Huh, Mike? I didn't know you were tight in the dead community. I didn't know they dedicated Wharf Rat to you. You're making a name for yourself. Yeah. Good old Mike. They know him in the dead community as uh, whatever he's known as. And he's known in the best show community as uh, the guy with uh, cashew cashew cluster dust all over his fingers. Guy likes his cashew clusters. Excuse me, Mike. Uh... I just want to ask you about these uh, cashew clusters. Yeah, so I like cashew clusters, Columbo. Look, Lieutenant, if you've got something to accuse me of, I would appreciate. You should just do it. I'm, I'm saying you are the one who killed uh, Tom. How could I have killed Tom? I was at masses at the time. And then how would he get by? Like his. Half those Columbo episodes are, like, so cheap where they're just, like, he got by because, like, he'll have, like, an inflatable raft or something. Like, like, like the, you, you had the, 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 uh, the bicycle pump set to inflate at midnight. So it pumped up and it made it look like a silhouette was in the window. 
Man, can you imagine you watch 90 minutes of Columbo and that's the, uh, that's the solution? Do you know Columbo's first name, Mike? I think it's Frank. It's only on his ID. Only on his ID. They never, they only call him Lieutenant Columbo. Who's good here, Mike? Three. Mike says three is good. Let's go back to the phones here on the best show. Welcome to the program. Who are we joined by tonight? Hello? Hello? Caller? If you are on hold, there's a chance I'm talking to you right now. Say something back. Yeah, real good call, Mike. Okay. Four. Oh, four. Okay. Mike now bounces me to four. Welcome to the best show. Who, to whom am I speaking? Hey, Tom. It's Andy Zach's calling. Andy Zach's? Why would you give me any other line to get, Mike, if this guy's on the line? Well, maybe there was somebody truly incredible. Oh, no, no. No, there's nobody more incredible than Andy Zach's, a.k.a. the music geek from the television program. Beat oh, the you're geeks. taking me back, Tom. Formerly, way back. Formerly, formerly of that show. A long time ago. You know, I only answer. I only answer to that title if you're, if you're paying me. That's that's basically my my rule of thumb about that. What you would, know, you write me a check, I'll be the music geek. What would you think about this? X X music geek is Andy. What would you think about this, Andy Zachs? You are a writer. You're a uh, uh, an archivist. You're a producer. You do so many things. I I try. Yes. You know, and you know when I'm not being a gadfly and a crank, I do those things too occasionally. What if all of a sudden, the word came down? Geek reunion, beat the geeks. <sighs> you know, I kind of I I live in fear actually mm-hmm. that that's going to happen someday. Um, I, I'm just I'm sort of I'm you know I'm just honestly the only reason I'm still alive is I'm just kind of I'm I'm waiting for the documentary because I know somebody's going to make one. Yeah. Because anything can be a documentary now, right? Sure, and I guarantee there's there's some kid at, at NYU Film School who's sitting around going like, "Hey, you know what would be good? Yeah, beat the geeks, the beat the geek story. I should yeah. do that." I hope when they interview you for it, you're in front of a wall of LPs. Oh well, I mean, you'd, you'd kind of have to be either that or or the um, the kind of they, some kind of a, a mixing desk. You know, so, yes. so I could go for the yeah. full, like, Henry Rollins, <laughs> David Frick kind of uh, effect. Yeah. yeah. So do you think there's ever a point when those guys are just, like, doing four documentaries in a day and they're just like, okay, well, all right, uh, Dave Grohl, we're going to ask you now about, uh, we're doing, this is for the, uh, the ZZ Top documentary. And he's like, oh, man, ZZ Top, are you kidding? That's one of the greatest bands ever. Lagrange, that's one of the coolest songs. That's one of my. That's one. Of, that's one of the things that taught me about rock music. Made me want to play it. And cut. Okay, now we're gonna patch you in for the. Uh, we're doing the documentary on. Uh, now we're doing the discharge documentary, and they just. <laughs> so. Um, but what about this? The geeks are back. Andy Zachs. Yeah. Who are the other geeks? There was that Gar- Paul Garbles, right? He was one of the geeks. Paul, <laughs> Paul Goble, the uh, the TV geek. Garbles, and, um, not Go- just Goble. Yeah, yeah, just just Goble. I no, thought it was Garbles. 
No, no, he's very politically correct, Paul Goebel. You, okay. You would, not, uh, you would not want to confuse him with any kind of, uh, you know, <clears throat> defunct pro- propaganda minister. No, no. Okay. He's a, a swell individual. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and the movie geek, uh, Mark Edward Hoyk. Um, What's he up you know, to these days? Mark is what is Mark? It's been a couple of months since I've talked to him. He is, um, I think he's writing. He blogs occasionally, um, and uh, I think he's working as a, he's doing projectionist work and other sort of. And I think he, oh, he's been doing um, he's been doing some research work for that whatever that Robert Rodriguez cable network is. Uh, the name of which I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been doing some. He's been working with them lately. Okay, so those are, and there was one. Was that it? Three geeks or four geeks? Yeah, I mean, you know, there was a there was a guest geek each uh, for each block of five shows. Okay, and uh, you know, to be honest, those are not people uh, that I particularly need to be in touch with. And were you just like, um, were you guys just like with some guy back there just saying like, "Hey, I'm the." Uh, I'm the uh, James Bond geek. I'm here, and you guys are just like, oh, please. <laughs> the James Bond geek, actually, he was the um, he was one of the associate producers of the show. Okay, um, that's so a, he was a ringer. Yeah, that's a um, ringer. In fact, a... he was the guy. He was the guy that, that uh, he was the guy that cast the show. I owe my job on that show to the James Bond geek. Weirdly enough, I didn't even um, know there was a James. I was just throwing that out. No, there really, there really was. He was on. He did. Uh, we shot ten episodes with him um, in both seasons. In fact, yeah, it's a guy named Ken Crosby. He's actually he's been working for Jimmy Kimmel for the last ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the talent coordinator over there, I believe. Of well, all things, well, there was a James Bond geek. How about that? And what would he be like? Yeah. Uh, you only live twice. No, he was very. He was exactly as suave as you would want the James Bond geek to be. He had absorbed that that touch of class. No, he was a he was an exceptionally um, he was like of of all of the of all of these special guests he was the he was the numero uno for sure. Um, uh, the number two was probably the guy you've seen you've seen Trekkies right the the documentary Trekkies about yes. obsessive Star Trek fans yes okay well they got they got the kid from Trekkies uh, to uh, be the Star uh, Trek geek okay and um, that was a magnificent experience I have to. Um, look, I don't want to make uh, you keep talking about the geek days. Yeah, I mean, look, if you want, if you want me to dread, look, I'm just, no. I'm just, I view this all as like rehearsal for the big documentary. So you know what you should do? You should say I'm geek for pay, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. You'll go geek for pay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. No, I'm I'm shameless in that regard. You know, it's sort of like uh, you know, it's like my friends in, in a lot of my friends in bands, like who are being courted a lot, used to say, you know, don't don't dine me, sign me. That was their slogan. I like that. I love it. How many free meals are you going to eat, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. It's just like hand the contract over already, will you, yeah. please? Yeah, let's make some music. Mm-hmm. Now, Andy Zachs, do you have something for the topic tonight, for the worst? I do, I do. That, the, is, that is the whole, let's, well, we don't want to live in the past. No. Let's, the, let's live in the, the present, the, the future, the, the, topic, the worst 100. That's right, the topic being the worst 100 fictional characters of all time. Well, what do you have? Who do you have? All right. Let me hit you with one or two. I tweeted at you earlier, um, just the worst superhero comic character ever, yeah. Matter Eater Lad That's from the Legion one. of Superheroes. That is a good one. Matter Eater um, Lad. Put him, put him, uh, mid-80s, Dudio, please. Matter Eater right. Lad. A guy whose superpower is that he can eat stuff. Mm-hmm. That's it, really. Yeah. 
You know what? You know, exactly lend itself to conflict or characterization or. Do you know who nothing, could stop really? him? The only person who could stop him was uh, Sonic Ooh. Boy. Was the two, those two <laughs> Sonic guys? They had the one thing he would eat there, and then he would just have a stomach ache, and he'd have to lay down for a while, like everyone else who eats at Sonic. This is good. You know, you wanna you wanna start some viral marketing campaigns. <laughs> Matter Eater Lad versus the Sonic guys. And the Sonic guys, I didn't give them a ranking. We're splitting them up. Driver of the Sonic car, 77. Passenger, 16. Wow. Yeah. You know, as a, as a resident of the left coast, yeah. which is a really terrible term that I've never said before and will never say again uh-huh, now uh-huh. that I've heard myself say it, yeah. um, I've never eaten at a Sonic I don't even know that I've ever seen one in real life, except well, you know, on occasional New England visits. Imagine like, do I want to go to Sonic. This is what you want to imagine. You okay. know, Mel's Drive-In. Yeah. Imagine if you went to Mel's Drive-In, but they wouldn't let you inside. You, they would only let you had to eat in your car at Mel's. <laughs> That's Sonic. Wow. And the lower the quality uh, by about mm-hmm. three notches. It sounds pretty grim. It is pretty grim. But now imagine you're hungry so... at 2 in the morning. Then why are those guys so excited about eating that food? In the it's middle so of the daunting. day. They're there in the middle yeah. of the day. Those Sonic guys. And they're drinking everything. Like, they're going to get buried in a giant Sonic casket. <laughs> and they'll be preserved from all the chemicals in that Sonic food. Oh, these Sonic guys. God help us. God help us. Do you have anybody else for the list, Andy Zacks? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to throw one at you. I, I, um, you know, I was trying to think about I was trying to think about fictional characters in music, and um, you know, a topic I have some some knowledge of. Sure. And I thought, you know, who like absolutely just the worst fictional character I could think of in music is the the nameless narrator of the song Shaving Cream. Oh, that's a that's that's a pretty deep one because that guy. Think about this guy. Like, he's just, he's singing this kind of jaunty song. Yeah. Like, and, you know, these, these, he's, either, he's either a liar or he's some kind of psychopath. Yeah. He's singing he's, about some old lady dies of a fit. Yeah. A kid yeah. falls out of a window and plummets yeah. to her implied doom. Yeah, yeah. He's like, um, uh, he's like uh, 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 Kevin Spacey in Seven. Yeah. Right? That's who'd yeah. be singing he's Shaving some, Cream. Yeah, he's some kind of, he's some twisted ghoul from the 1940s. I've been a pile of shaving cream. Oh, Mike! Can kind of hear the. Mark this down, shaving cream guy, singer of shaving cream. Forty-four. Yes. Tell Dudio that's forty-four. Six Flags guys, forty-four, forty-three. Good. All right, I like that's it. A good one. All right. You are a hundred percent. People said you're a hundred percent right about the shaving cream guy. No, that guy is like a pure evil. Yeah. No, no. He's he's a he, he's scarier than the Joker from the old Batman comics. I mean, he's really like yeah. that guy should have been some Bob Kane villain. You know, right next to the giant penny. Yes. Yeah. You know who? Next to the giant penny. <laughs> um, I uh, I will put also from the world of music. I'm going to put down. Cotton Eye Joe from yes. the song from the current song 
the song that plays at every sports arena, Cotton Eye Joe. Mark that down at number 48. When and you going to Cotton Eye Joe? When and when and when and right? Oh. oh. Torment. Terror. Yeah. Awfulness. Yes. How was that Everything like? wrong with that. Everything. When they recorded that, whoever that was, and they're suddenly like, hey, here's our record. How did somebody just go like, hey, you know what? I, um, not only are we not going to release that, um, I actually just spoke to a few other people. We're putting together a huge, uh, we're going to put together a huge, just, uh, like a consortium now is going to raise enough money that we just erase that song. Because that's the worst thing I've ever heard. Cotton Eye Joe. Wait a Oh, that song is skin crawling. I mean, the only answer I can give you about that is that I've, I may have met a few more major label A&R guys than you've met. And then, they, yeah, they would just be like, this and, is a huge hit. You just, like, you cannot, there's no way to overestimate the stupidity level of many of those guys, not all of them, but yeah. the, the stupid ones. Oh mm. my God. Yeah. Like you can't even, you can't even imagine. Okay. I will tell you take um, your word for it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you horror stories sometime. It's a, yes. it's a topic for another evening, like A&R guy horror stories. Well, maybe but, if you're around one of the times I come to Los Angeles, we could hear some of these stories. We have, I'm so sorry about that. We have the worst timing in the sorry. entire world. Every time you come to LA, uh, I'm gone. And yeah. so, um, and so the, the lovely and talented and amazing Lisa Jane Persky, my beloved spouse, yes. um, you know, gets to sit in and have all the fun. Yes. So I'm, she's great. I feel, I feel bad about this. She's the best. Tell her I said hi. I, I know. I know. I am like, she is, she's Hertz. I'm Avis. That's, that's how it works. <laughs> that's our relationship. I'm, well, I'm good with it. Well, Andy, thank you for these contributions and, and you call me anytime you want. Anytime. Great to talk to you, Tom. Have a great rest of the show. You too. Thanks, buddy. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. Oh, my friends. Okay, I've been formed. Number 16 is Luke from General Hospital. Who were we looking for? This is the Sonic guy. 15. 15. Bump him up. I like how Pat comes in with the thing written down as if this list is, like, real. Oh, I just want to let you know, uh, number 16's the, uh, the guy from, uh, who is it again? Luke from General Hospital. Remember that rapist from General Hospital who became, like, the heartthrob of a country? What a terrible, what a terrible state of affairs that was. Oh, my friends, my friends, let me tell you. I need to tell you about a few things. What do I want to tell you? Well, for starters, did you know, my friends, that, oh, here comes Mike. Yeah, not yet, Mike. Oh, Mike, talk about this guy. The agenda. I'm going to cool out. The two of you. I'm putting the two of you on ice. Give me, give me twenty minutes. Twenty good minutes, Mike. Tell you, this guy. I am gonna end up dead. I only hope Columbo catches him. It's the only hope I got, man. Columbo. 
Now, you know what these cops now, they'll, they'll just take Mike's word for it. Michael, you know, Michael, do give him a couple masses, uh, drink passes. They'll be the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't do it, Mike. Don't worry. Cop will help him dust the, uh, the, uh, the, the cashew crunch dust away. He'll help. My friends listening, do you know about Las Vegas? Of course you do. It's a city in Nevada. And Las Vegas is what you make of it. I went to Las Vegas last year. Me and my pals, we had our fantasy basketball draft. It was so much fun. We uh, did that. We ate fun, fine food. And then uh, I played slot machines. And then I went and uh, saw the, the Cirque du Soleil Beatles show. You want to go to Las Vegas, be a maniac, you go do that. You want to go do other things, it's it's what you want to do. It's it's a, The city is what you make of it. And the way to experience Las Vegas to its fullest is to go to Vegas.com. Only a click away from your summer vacation in Las Vegas. Pool parties. Relax. Sunbathe. All the stuff. Top DJs. What wouldn't you want there? All the stuff you want from Vegas. All the fun. And listeners have saved real money at Vegas.com with this exclusive offer I'm going to tell you about in a matter of moments. $84 off at the Bellagio. $90 off at Caesars. $100 off Cirque du Soleil. And this offer I'm going to tell you about right now, guys. 10% off everything. Excluding air hotel packages. Now Vegas.com, it's a, it's a site not run by some faceless, uh, conglomeration who don't even know a thing about Las Vegas. It's run by the people of Las Vegas for people going to Las Vegas, knowing all the secrets. These are the people who live in Vegas, work in Vegas, and they even party in Vegas. Unlike other travel sites. And they've got the proprietary drop watch tool which promises you the lowest rates on hotels, monitoring prices, notifying you of changes to ensure you get the best deal. Even after you paid, you'll still get the best price guaranteed. So that's what you do. You go over to Vegas.com. You want you want the best deal for your Las Vegas trip? You go to Vegas.com right now. You click on the microphone in the top right corner and you enter in my code Tom S. T-O-M-S to receive an extra 10% off everything but air hotel packages. That's Vegas.com. Click on the microphone and get your bonus savings by using the secret code TOMS. Book today. Vegas.com. Also, Not that. Loneliness, right? Is such a sad affair. That's a good karaoke song, right, Mike? And I can hardly wait, right? That's what gets them when you do the little thing there. To be with you again. What to say to make you come again? 
Come back to me again and play your sad guitar. My friends listening, gentlemen, ladies, children, oldies, people of all social strata, from the poorest pauper to a guy as rich as the sonic passenger. You know we've got great advertisers that support the best show and help keep the best show free for you, the best show listener. And one of the reasons why advertisers love the best show is because they know the show has amazing listeners. And right now we've got a survey that I'm going to ask you to take to help us learn more about the audience. You go to podsurvey.com slash Tom. It'll only take a few minutes. I'm going to ask some questions. About you and what you like to buy. It's completely anonymous. And your answers are going to help find advertisers that are matched to you, your interest, and the show. And when you're finished, you're going to enter a monthly drawing to win a $100 Amazon gift card. If you've taken one of these surveys before, I'm going to ask you to please do it and take this one to help support the best show. And maybe you win that $100 Amazon gift card. Get yourself two copies of the uh, Hawkwind box. How about that? Right? Maybe get one Hawkwind box, one Kevin Ayers box. You throw in a... uh, Maybe throw in a... uh, What would you throw in? A uh, a John Lee Bonley album. You take that $100 gift card, you buy the the Sharpling and Worcester box. You buy whatever you want. It's Amazon. Maybe if you win the card. But the important thing, you go to podsurvey.com slash Tom. And you do it because, look, the best show, I'm trying to keep this thing free. I'm trying to keep this thing available to everybody. You don't want no paywall on this thing, do you? No, you don't. I don't. You don't. But it ain't cheap to keep the lights on. So help me out. Go over to podsurvey.com slash Tom. Fill out the, the, the survey. Help the advertisers realize who you are as a best show listener. Keep the show free. And the answers do help. And it is anonymous. So I appreciate it. Thank you, my friends. Now back to the phones. We were talking about the worst 100 fictional characters of all time. Hi, Tom. It's Will from Mississippi. How's yeah, you doing, man? Slow your roll, Chief. I didn't say hi to you yet. Um, <laughs> hey, Mike. Is that dude out there? Does he want to sit in here and watch? He's welcome to do it. It's like when the vice principal would come to your classroom. Remember that when you were in school and the principal, the, the, he'd come watch a class? Mm-hmm. That's where I am right now, but in the podcast world. <laughs> getting surveyed getting surveyed what's your name again bro um i'm will from mississippi will from mississippi what's up in mississippi tonight will not a whole lot real quiet just really hot out so enjoying the evening air man the evening air how hot is it down there uh heat index of uh, yeah 
heat index close to 110, mm-hmm. uh, high 90s, okay. regular temperature. So uh, the humidity is what gets you, though. Um, it's uh, really humid, mm-hmm. awful. Humidity is what gets you, right? Yep. Yes, sir. So what's going on, Will? Enough of this um, uh, country fried talk. Yes, city indeed. show I up have here. It's not. It's not your. It's not your Mississippi show down there, <laughs> right? It's not hee haw or whatever. No, I don't know why I'm doing this to you. You seem like a good guy. What do you have for the oh, topic, dear. Will? I have Sean Connery as this exterminator in the film Zardoz. Because the worst character is that that wearing that that fancy red uh, that red one piece, right? Yeah, and and the ponytail. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. The- I'm not doing it. Sorry, bro. It's not it's the worst. Cool, man. Weird. Not the worst though. No, I, I love it too. But you know, I throw it out. Who? Uh, give me somebody else. You've got somebody else. Who else? Um, Peggy Hill on King of the Hill. Peggy Hills, you went right. You took a shot right at uh, the breadbasket for your own uh, your own demo, right? They finally do one cartoon about uh, about this, anything <laughs> south of the border. You're 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 firing shots right across the bow, right? Well, hey, yeah. What's wrong? You don't like you? Look, you say Peggy Hill. You know what about the the other? The guy hangs out there with three of the worst people I ever saw in my life, and you're picking on Peggy Hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't like that. You like that Boomhauer better than Peggy Hill? Yeah, man. I mean, at least. Uh, Look, I, I how can you like Peggy. the father? The father is like the worst character in the history of anything. What's oh, his yeah. face? His father? Too, man. He's the worst. Uh, that whole show is filled with bad characters. <laughs> bad people, man. Bad people. You know what, though? You're out. Goodbye. Best show, you're on the air. All right. Yes, hi. Yes, uh, my name is Russ. I'm calling from Minneapolis. Russ from Minneapolis. What's up, Russ? Not a whole lot. How about you? Nah, just doing a radio show. Uh, other than that, doing okay. You right got something from the topic there, bro? Yeah, got a couple. What's uh, going on in Minneapolis tonight? Not much. Not much. The... Uh, it's not hot or humid tonight. You cranking that soul asylum tonight, right? <laughs> what are you doing down there, right? No, I'm actually just working a little late. You're working a little late, huh? Mm-hmm. Where do you work? Uh, I work for a media conversion company. A media conversion company? Yes. So What's we take like mean? old like media, people like people's home movies, and we digitize them. Well, that sounds it's not too exciting. It's kind of creepy, actually. Yeah. So what's going on tonight? Give me oh, something couple- for the topic. What do you got for yeah, me? Got a couple. Um, first one, uh, from the movie Space Jam, the hyper-idealized Michael Jordan. <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, that makes the list. The fake, the completely fake Michael Jordan of Space Jam. Because he's the best character, which me, but it's completely inauthentic. Which makes him the worst, right? Right. Remember that group, Quad City uh, House Records? What were they called again? Remember they had that song, Come on in the mouth with the Space Jam? Remember that? It was their follow-up to that one song. 
Remember they had that uh, one? I, yeah, I, I tried to black out that entire, like, almost everything about that movie, if I can help it. Okay. The weirdly painted animation of the characters. <laughs> they have, like, they're strangely soft and airbrushed, right? Right. You know, right, I watched the other night, I watched this Bugs Bunny thing, Baseball Bugs. You ever see that episode? Look, admittedly, Bugs Bunny is in the wrong by living in center field at the stadium. That's not his smart. He started this a little bit. But you know the best part? When he comes out, he's got the carrot in a, in a bun, as if he's eating like a hot dog. But it's a carrot in, in a bun, right? A hot dog bun. And he's like, Try to bum out, right? Because he does not like the gas house gorillas. But then he does that famous move. You know the one, right? You're out. Uh, Safe. He's out. And he switches it. He does a switcheroo on the guy. Has that ever worked ever? I wish it would. You know when you switch? It's like yelling. Because the guy goes, you're out. And Bugs Bunny goes, safe. You're out. I'm safe. Out. Safe. Out. Bugs Bunny goes, out. Then the guy goes, you're safe. Like, that's never happened once in the history where somebody would be that stupid. Right? Right. Okay. My, uh, uh, Dudio? 60. Michael Jordan. Fake Space Jam Michael Jordan. 60. Excellent. You got anything else? Uh, you know, the the only other one that sort of came to me this morning was uh, the the boy in the wheelchair. Hold on um, one second. I'm not putting – everybody who keeps suggesting Jared from Subway, I'm not putting Jared from Subway anywhere near this list. It's not – it's – he's the – it's the not the creepiest character ever, the worst. I'm not – first of all, yeah, we're not just – for a thousand reasons, I'm not talking about Jared from – Subway tonight. <laughs> so go the kid in the wheelchair. What? The kid in the wheelchair uh, from the Jackie Chan movie Rumble in the Bronx. Look, that kid was pretty annoying, but I'm not putting him on the list. <laughs> the best right, thing well, was thanks. seeing Rumble in the Bronx in the Bronx. I saw it in the Bronx, and you could see like everybody in the theater laughed when you could see like these snow-capped mountains in the background <laughs> when Jackie Chan is like supposed to be in the Bronx. Yeah, because I think I think they filmed that in Vancouver. Yeah, I would. I think it's a safe bet. Where they didn't yeah. film it would be the Bronx. <laughs> All right, bro. Thanks for the call. Best show you're uh, show you're on the air. Hey, Tom. It's John in Lawrenceville. John in Lawrenceville. I know this guy. Can I say who this is? I. You may say who this is. This guy is a, a, a an entrepreneur. He's a mm. DJ. He uh, runs the record label Comedy Minus One Records. And he's the host of WPRB's The John Solomon Experiment. Is that what it's called? Uh, That is exactly what it's called. You ex ex people, just like Jamie Kennedy used to do. Remember? No. That guy. Uh, You know what they did for this Jamie Kennedy show? That he was doing this X thing. And then, like, he had, like, a first season, he has, like, a studio audience. He's like, all right, everybody, we're going to X. Here's some footage. And then, like, the next season, like, yeah, we're not paying for you to have a studio audience. Go uh just shoot these remotes in parking lots. It's like Carson Daly where they 
it's like an it's like it's like a trading places type thing with Carson Daly now, where they're seeing how low they can make him go to where he's finally like, all right, I can't do a show under these circumstances, guys. But they just keep doing it every year. It keeps yeah. Okay, hey Carson, would you? Uh, you we used to do it in a studio audience. You don't do it there anymore. Uh, okay, I'll keep doing the show. Like they they're just waiting for him to quit finally, but he won't. John Solomon. Yes, sir. Your show is one of, one of the most famous radio shows in all of America when you do your amazing 12, 12, 24 hours of Christmas music. Yes. This isn't about me, though. This is about the worst 100 fictional characters. I'm sure one of them is from your 24-hour Christmas show, that snail, that one, that record you play. That it's, 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 uh, what do you call that record? Bathroom oh. break? Please don't put Snail Dartha on the list. You know that one when you play the snail thing and then it's just like you're clearly sleeping? <laughs> when all of a sudden it's like, burp, 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 like weird saxophone. It's like, it's like, uh, uh, Modesky Martin and would you stop playing this record? Another inside one. Got one for the J- Japanese rock people tonight. Another one for the downtown crew. My Modesky Martin and Wood material. What do you th- try that on for size over at the knitting factory? Um, so uh, I would say, you know who else could be on the list? The Priest from that William Burroughs record you play. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, but he's not on my list. He had the heroin and then he went back to the flop house and got... The fix in the toilet. And it's like the, like, that's when I know John's probably about to start playing the fall records because he's, he's just about done with Christmas. I actually didn't play that one last year and, uh, I, I almost felt like I had disappointed you. Because <laughs> you, oh yeah, you know I can't stand it. All right, so. we got to get to the list. It's, Wait, uh, it's what, July. Is, what are you running? What are you running the the Today Show here with this schedule? <laughs> Go ahead. What's on? No, I want to. I want to do it the way you do it, a PRB style. What do we got on the list? We okay, got a game fr- coming up. We got the the Tigers, Lady Tigers game. Got to get my, off my, the air real fast. Well, this is a, it is sports related. My my first okay. uh, contribution is the Philly Fanatic. As the worst, really? You think he's yeah. the worst? He's a creep. He does not respect personal space. Hmm. He lacks the elegance of a Mr. Met. See, I would put Mr. Met to me as repellent. That Mr. Met is like a loser. Like He just like seems like such a loser. Doesn't he? You know what I mean? He just looks like such a loser. Like you see with that smile. Right? Like at least a Philly fanatic, you're not sure what's going on in that in that <laughs> noggin. It's a stone face. You play the Philly fanatic in poker, you don't know what's going on. First of all, he's flicking that tongue out to move his chips. He's all in. He flicks his tongue and slides the chips in. Right? What if you're in in Atlantic City and you see the Philly fanatic at the Borgata? Right. Would that be his casino, the Borgata? Mm, you're probably more of a Tropicana. I would say Philly Fanatic's probably stuck in Revel right now, <laughs> the casino that went out of business six months ago, banging on the doors to get out. No? 
So All right, I got another. I got another one okay. for the list. Philly fanatic. I, I like the Philly fanatic. There's something. Okay. There's something joyous about the Philly fanatic. How right, Mike. About, how do you feel about Kathy from the comic strip Kathy? Kathy's pretty rough. I don't know if she's the worst though. I, she makes me sad. Like that's the most depressing. Maybe is that another one we should do eventually? The most depressing characters of all time, right? I could tell you, top that list, Skeevy, Mike's uh, paper bag puppet. That is literally the most depressing thing I've ever seen. And then I have a, I have a wild card okay, before I go. Got? What do you got? C three PO. C three PO. That's a good one. Mike, can you get Studio out there? Dudio, what, what's uh, what's an open slot in the teens? Fourteen C three PO. You know uh, that's a great one, John. You know because you know the thing about C three PO is all these people just like they're like Star Wars prequels with Jar Jar Binks is terrible. It's like yeah, well Jar Jar Binks is just a racist update of C three PO annoying, just as annoying as Jar Jar Binks and just as trouble, like, making the messes for things. Like, all R2-D2 doing, man, is cleaning up messes. All C-3PO is doing is making messes. You know what I mean? I was listening to a a podcast recently where someone pointed out that for about the first 15 or 20 minutes of Star Wars, it is conceivable that C-3PO exists only in R2-D2's mind. That's a really good point, because he's like, he's like a faulty circuit board, like, that, like, brings up the worst parts of being a droid, right? But then he starts, uh, you know, oh, trying, no. to, it, trying to push droids on, on, uh, Aunt Beru and, uh, he's a, cow- and he's a coward, too. First of all, he's a coward. See, R2-D2's like, hey, man, we gotta save some stuff here. I got a ma- Oh no, we can't do that. Shut up. You imagine you translate those bleeps and bloops? It'd be like, uh, it's like, uh, it'd be like watching, uh, 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 uh Robin Hanna, like Bebe's kids level filth. You know what I mean? That, <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, see R2D2 saying? Right? Especially when it goes, meh, meh, like that one. It's like, uh, like, uh, Andrew Dice, right? Like, like Andrew Dice Droid, right? Andrew Droid Clay. R2 Dice Clay? R2 that, uh, Dice Clay. No. I like that. There we go. All right. Thank you, well, John. Well, on that note, uh, have a great evening. It was you, nice talking have, to you, I, you know what? Talking to you has already made it a great evening. Thank you, John. All right. I'll and see all you the soon. best to you and yours. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Well, okay, clearly had somewhere to be. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom. Hey, who's this? Let's get some ladies calling also. These dudes, God, lo- God love you, guys. But, you, you know, uh, it, it, there's, a, there's always a troublesome factor when it's too many dudes. Go ahead. Well, what's, uh, what, what's up, buddy? I'll do what I can. This is uh, John in Portland. John in Portland. What's going on in Portland? Which Portland? Oregon uh, or uh, Maine? You got it, Oregon. Okay. What's up? I've got a few characters to the list. Let's hear your top two. Okay. My top, uh, my first top one is Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger? Terrible character. Yeah. 
Next. What else you got? No? Okay. Uh, I was going to say, I'll do this on behalf of a lady friend of mine who loves the show, Mrs. Lieutenant Colombo from Mrs. Colombo, the, the short-run series. Now that's like the failed. How could that be the worst? It's a failure. It's a flop. It was uh, Who played her? Jill Clayburgh? Who was that again? I, Jill St. John? Kate Mulgrew. Kate Mulgrew. Because Colombo always talked about his wife, and then you never saw her. Then... Then Columbo, they were just like, we'll do Mrs. Columbo as a spinoff. Right. And it flopped. You know what I was watching the other day? Macmillan and Wife. Why? I don't know. You know why? Because right, sometimes you find yourself at Costco and you're like, oh, wow, there's every episode of Macmillan and Wife for $35. Sure. I guess I'm going to be the owner of a 48 DVD box set. Of all of the episodes of Macmillan and Wife. And then you go home and you watch one of them and you're like, well, this is terrible. And then you're like, will I ever make it through the other ones? Huh. I haven't watched all of Justified yet. I don't think <laughs> I'm going to watch all of Macmillan and Wife uh, anytime soon. Because that was uh, What's-Her-Face on that, right? From Kate and Allie was on that. Uh, Susan St. James, right? I'm not familiar with Nick Millen or his wife. And Rock Hudson. And she was always like, Mac, Mac. And there's one where she got dumped in this, like, weird pod and almost drowned. And then, like, Rock Hudson had to jump into the to the bay and he actually saved. Like, he, like you could see it was actually Rock Hudson jumping into the San Francisco Bay. It's like, well, Rock Hudson what? doing his own stunts. Good for him. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. Best show. You're on the air. Uh, good evening, Tom. It's Angus from Edinburgh. Angus from Edinburgh. What's yes. up, Angus? Uh, not much. I've got one for the topic. Only ladies, Mike. Any dudes call you, just hang up on them. And you watch That's with you. I don't want your buddy on the on the the line. All of you are on thin ice. Go ahead. What, what do you got, fair. Angus? Uh, I was going to say uh, Robert De Niro's character from the uh, Meet the Parents trilogy. Which one? Robert De Niro character? Yeah. From that? Hmm. Interesting. This seems the most upsetting to me as a, as, as a character. I don't know. I don't know if... Uh, I don't know if that's one of the worst... He is a pretty bad character. What's his name? I, I couldn't tell you. Put it, put it, let's, we're, we're gonna put that one on, uh, on, uh, bubbling under. That's bubbling under. That's a good chance of making the low part of the list. Cause that character is repellent. Cause, uh, the, what's the worst thing? This guy lo loves his daughter, right? What a monster. This responsible guy with a job. And remember that part in, in Meet the Parents when, like, he had, when Ben Stiller had to put the, like, the Speedo on and just, like, mm -hmm. it was supposed to be embarrassing. Like, this guy's ripped beyond belief. It's like, what's what's he embarrassed about? This guy's like in, in amazing shape, and he's just like all of a sudden, he's got to like bumbling around, like he's making like every, it's the most laughable thing. It's like this guy's got a, it's like got like two percent body fat. He's in a speedo. It's like, yeah, you're you you're work, working out four hours a day. Show off what what you got there, chief. You know what I mean? I, I agree. I, I just think he's, uh, his character seems so well-intentioned the whole way through, and no one will believe uh, any honesty. There's no goodness right. to him. But okay, it's also look. Do you, do you have the Carfax? Do you have Carfax over there? 
in Scotland. No. Okay, well, there's a character, the Carfax Car Fox. He's making the list. Um, okay. 30, Car Fox. Carfax Car Fox. <laughs> Got that, Dudio? <laughs> so, there we go. What's okay. that? Joe Camel's at 30. 32, Car Fox. Carfax Car Fox. Somebody suggesting uh, Lieutenant Dan is pretty bad. Uh, Tavy suggesting that. Yeah, so Lieutenant Dan is terrible. Uh, 48. That's Cotton Eye Joe. I, I clearly like the same 12 numbers. All right. Mike, <laughs> the guy with the... Hold, hold on, wait. Mike, I, this one, you can't just hand me this paper and walk out. Stay. It's, it's just... <laughs> The guy in the cow suit with the needle hanging. Oh, that one is the worst. <laughs> that's one of the worst things I've ever seen. That that's like it's like it was that it's like it's like Train Spotting Two. It's like there's a thing where a guy's pretending to be a in like a hot dog commercial. There's a guy who's like I'm not a cow, and he's got like a needle hanging out of his arm. That doesn't make the list. It's too gross. But Mike did say Captain Bayonne. Captain Bayonne, Mike's rival, does make the list. 53. Thanks for the call. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm good. Who's this? This is Emer from Madison, Wisconsin. What? What is your name again? Emer. Emer. Yes. E-M-E-R? Yes. Well, how are you tonight, Emer? I'm doing well. What's going on in I Madison? Think, uh, not too much. Kind of. That's a key. Quiet Kiel, night. That's Gar- Garrison Kielbor country, right? It kind of, you know, that's more Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So um, we don't like to be associated with him, but sure. very close. Yeah. Let me just say this uh, to to everyone listening. Um. I would uh, not, I would like anyone if there I know there's a lot of uh, showbiz people who listen to this show. I am requesting you can contact me at uh best show number f- uh, best show for life at yahoo.com. Best show number 4 life. If you've worked as a crew member on any Papa John's commercial, I want to do an interview with you to give I want the lowdown on what I want you to walk me through Take by take, moment by moment, any crew member from a Papa John's commercial, I want the lowdown on what this dude, Papa John, is like filming those commercials. I am completely serious. I will, uh, send you a t-shirt even if you, if you're, if you're legit. You're gonna have to prove your, your, your credentials, your bona fides. But I want to talk to somebody who has worked on a Papa John's commercial and can give me the score with what Papa John Schnatter is like on the set. Okay? That's a that's neither here nor there. Do you have something for the list? I do. Yeah, I have a couple of ideas. What do you let me just say before you go on, somebody just suggested the baby baby Herman from uh from uh, uh what's eating Gil no from uh what is it? Who Framed Roger Rabbit? The 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 baby from the Roger Rabbit commercial remember from the from the remember the baby from like the cartoon at the beginning well first of all Roger yeah. Rabbit should probably make the list Roger Rabbit's the worst 
all of that. Roger Rabbit. But we're going to put that on ice. I want to hear what you have to say. Um, so first, Mr. Smith, Dane Cook's character from Mr. Brooks. That's pretty good, Mr. Smith. Because when Dane Cook is just like, I'm a murderer, and I'm here in Portland. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's kill some people. His acting. Boy, that guy's a good actor. You're oh, Gary, yeah. you're Gary the Squirrel. Career. You're Gary the Squirrel go off on Dane Cook last week. Did you hear last week's best show, by any chance? I did, yes. You did? Did you hear that, Mike? You hear Gary the Squirrel? Gary was on fire. He's still in Los Angeles. He's still out there. He's still out there, paying his dues. Someday he'll make it, right? He's like like Mary Tyler Moore. Like he's just trying to make it, right? Yeah. He just needs to throw his hat up into the air. He does need to throw his little, yeah, his acorn in the air, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got to say, who did you just say again? I'm sorry. Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith, that's right. Um, Yeah, let's put him in the uh, 76. 76, please. Got it. You did it. Anybody else? Uh, yeah, Virginia. From the Train song, Meet Virginia. That's that's uh, from the band Train. Number 99, Virginia, from the song Meet Virginia by Train. Ziggy is number 99. 98. Vacation Jason from the Chris Gethard show. 97. Okay. And we need to put Lois from Goodfellas on the list. Is anybody at number uh, 12? Good, Lois from Goodfellas, the one with the lucky hat. Remember her? I can't do it without my lucky hat. Well, maybe you should have brought your lucky hat to work today. Look, Ray, Ray Liotta's uh, gacked out of his gourd, listening to uh, Monkey Man and <laughs> What is Life. He can't concentrate. <laughs> John from the guy, there's a guy who's in a fantasy basketball league with, I'm looking at Twitter right now, John, he, uh, and between you and me, I think he finagled with the system a little bit to beat me in the finals. I can't prove it yet, but I'm working on it. Um, I lost in the finals two times. I'm like the, the Buffalo Bills of this fantasy basketball league. I make it to the finals every year, but then I, 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 uh, just tube out, man. He suggests the Great Gazoo. What do you think of the Great Gazoo from the Flintstones? You know, I really have no thoughts on that. Okay. I never watched the Flintstones. That's fair. Well, thank you so, for the call. I look that terrible. was I appreciate you just not saying a thing just to say a thing. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Have, have, have a great good night. night. You too, bye. Best show you're on the air. Hey, Tom, how's it going? Now, who would suggest Marty McFly? What? Why would, what, who could have, be so mad at Marty McFly? Maybe they're confusing lists. They might be. Dennis the Menace is pretty bad. Looking at Twitter here. Coors Light, uh, thing from the Ice Cube. I would almost say Ice Cube is the villain that Coors Light can't plays it, plays it straight the whole time. 
It's like like you play that Coors Light can in poker, you lose. Ice Cube would be losing his hand left and right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got you. Right? Somebody suggesting the Grateful Dead skeleton versions of them from the Touch of Grey video? No. Um, you know who I didn't like? Remember that uh, that uh, uh, that kids cartoon where the the one guy taught you to like freeze ice cubes or whatever, like to put like iced tea in the ice cube tray, like the toothpicks on top. Yeah, I hated that. I can't remember the cartoon name. Oh. Though. You remember that, Mike? It was on like uh, ABC as a kid. They'd show like the guy be like, "Hey, if you want a fun treat, you put toothpicks in your ice cube tray." You put iced tea in it, and then you have iced tea pops later. That guy, oh, somebody will pull a picture of that creep. That guy did not like that guy. I don't like the Sasquatch from these messing with Sasquatch commercials. <laughs> Pat saying California raisins, they are terrible. California raisins, where should they be? Forties. Forties. Forty-four. Forty-four open. Six flags guy. Six flags guy. I keep going to forty-four. Give me a number. In the 40s. You place it, Pat. Okay. The ABC cartoon guy is what people are calling him. Um, let's see here. No, I'm not putting the guy from... He was not good as Junior from uh, from Smokey and the Bandit. It's pretty bad. Remember him? Turn left, Daddy. Remember? Remember? You know, I haven't seen uh, Smokey and the Bandit. What? I, I, I The only reason I want to watch it is because you talked about it yeah. so much. And because it's one of the greatest movies ever made. I own it on VHS. Turn left, Daddy. Turn right, Daddy. We'll be in the clear. Remember that? Oh, you don't. You didn't see it. Well, you're selling me on it. Yeah, I'm selling you on it. You know, it should have sold you on it. The fact that it's an American classic. I'll tell you, man, I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know what to do. Should I do this show anymore? What's your name again? This, this is uh, Josh from Elizabeth. Josh, should I do it anymore? Does it matter? Does it does your show matter anymore? Yes, does of it? course. Does it really? I don't know. I feel like we're going the wrong direction. Well, Tom, I'm with you 100%. I mean, these other shows get the president. They got all kinds yeah. of stuff going. Yeah, but they don't have you. I got my. I, uh, thank you. I got Mike. I got Mikey giving me the the snack eye is what I call it. Because <laughs> uh, I'm not getting these snacks fast enough for his uh, getting snack eye all day. Oh no, that's the direction I'm going. I don't know. Fourth of July. You get invited to any Fourth of July barbecues? Uh, I did. Yeah, of course. You, well, that's that's you. I got invited to more in Los Angeles than I did here. I don't know. Maybe well, I'm doing something wrong. Maybe I'm doing something yeah. wrong. Yeah, maybe I just got to be one of these guys. Maybe I got to just like maybe I just uh, start wearing sunglasses, right? You know the way these like like Imus. Remember when Imus started wearing <laughs> something's wearing sunglasses all the time, and Howard Stern sunglasses. You'd think they got, like, uh, corrective eye surgery or something. Or that one pervert in Rainbow. Remember that one lead singer from Rainbow for, like, two years? That weird, short-haired, pervert-looking dude? 
suddenly Rainbow went from like Dio, and then suddenly there's like this short-haired pervert singing them for them. When you <laughs> looked like a looked like a weird European hitman, suddenly it's like the lead singer for Rainbow. What's going on here, guys? Those tinted shades. That's the problem. Minions. I'm not putting a minion on the list. I'll see this minion movie. Right? You gonna did, see minions? Did you see it? No, it's I not out not. yet. Oh. Didn't see it. I saw Ant Man. How was that? I'm sure I heard uh, great things. Yeah, because it is great. That's why you heard great things. Somebody put a picture here, the cartoon guy with the little clock. Oh, this creep. You see the picture? He's hankering for a hunk of cheese is the thing he kept saying. <laughs> What's the highest ranking on the list other than number one? Number two. Move Johnny Rock from Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll, a character we've not yet met. I'm ready to move. No, I'm going to put. Here we go. We're making some bold moves now. Jerry Seinfeld from the show Seinfeld, number one. Hankering for a hunk of cheese character, number two. Hankering, like, the words hankering and hunk in the same sentence, right? And he's pushing cheese on you. First of all, nobody needs to be eating any cheese. This guy's hankering for a hunk of cheese. going to throw up. Number three, Johnny Rock from Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll. And who did you just say? You didn't say anything, um, did you? Hello? Yes, yes, I'm here. Should I quit? Should I quit? Should I pack it in? No, no, not at all. I flew the other day. I flew. I went to Los Angeles. Felt mm-hmm. it, felt at home there. Felt at home. Could feel it. Flying there, the greatest flight. Movies were free on it. Watched uh, watched uh, 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 Get Hard, and I was in that. That great watching a movie on Virgin Atlantic, fading in mm-hmm. and out of sleep. You know that thing? You know when you're just like, huh, what? Oh, what's <laughs> happening now in the movie? Okay. Okay, what? And then I watched half of Mordecai, right? How was that? Sleep. Yeah, it was more bland than anything. Mm. Five years ago, if, if Johnny Depp put Mordecai out five years ago, everybody would have been flipping their, their wigs about how brilliant it was. Where do you think he jumped the shark? I think that Lone Ranger movie bugged everybody. Mm. Yeah, I would have put him out the uh, whatever Pirates of the Caribbean movie he was in last. And I'll say that I think he gets it all back with the uh, Sonny Barger movie when that comes out. It's all coming back. You see that trailer for that movie, Mike? He's checked that thing out. I'm telling you. Depp gets it all back. I'm, I'd slide all my chips in. If I was at the casino, the Johnny Depp casino. What, Mike? Did he put on weight? No, he shaved his head again for the eighth time. Give me the Hunter Thompson one more time. (laughs) Right? So, what do you have for the topic, buddy? I might get packed. But then flying back, flying back, I'm on this packed plane. Different experience. Packed plane. It's like just telling me it's going to eat it when I get back. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I did the show from the Earwolf Studios, just uh, spacious, everybody treats you like royalty, I don't do a, lift a pen, I didn't even lift a, a pencil to do the thing there. Walk out, see you guys later. 
Here I'm scrubbing toilets. I'm throwing garbage out. I'm I'm at the waiting online at Costco because uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get these these cashew crunchers from Mike. God forbid I have to see him for another week without his cashew crunchers. Did they provide you with snacks at the Earwolf Studios? They could have. They they had plenty of stuff around. I think I saw a, a spare. Uh, Spare uh, snack box, one of those mm-hmm. well- wellness boxes. I think I saw one of them with some <laughs> some uh, gummy something in it or something. So right. uh, then I'm flying back, packed as can be. Guy on the woman in front of me got a baby. I'm not going to fault the baby. It's not the baby's fault. It's not this woman's <laughs> fault. But you know what? She didn't have to lower her seat all the way back. Second, we're in the air, all the way back, and Ooh. she kept rocking the baby. It's like. Rock with your arms, not with your not with your shoulders. You know what I mean? Just rocking yeah, like with her sure. lower back. I'm trying mm-hmm. to stare at this screen. Now the movies are costing nine dollars a pop. Oof. Suddenly, I'm not exactly gonna. Uh, I, I will not be watching The Gambler for nine dollars on this return flight. Thank you very much. <laughs> and the screen is shaking because it's mounted to the back of the seat. So I ended up watching six episodes of Seinfeld. On TBS. Thankfully, the flight had TBS. Guy in the back of me was a, a guy. He looked like he was he was a big guy stuck back there. I know what it's like. Yeah, I'm not going to lower the seat back on him. Guy across mm-hmm. the aisle from me hits me twice with his suitcase. Oof. He goes, sorry. Oh, oh, you're sorry you hit me with the... Oh, so you're sorry you hit me with the suitcase? Oh, well, <laughs> I hope you'll do it again two hours from now. Oh, you will? Oh, okay. I should have stayed. I should have stayed. I should have called for my things, right? I should have sent for my things like they used to in the old <laughs> days. I'm sending for my things. What if uh, Mike delivered them uh, personally? Be Len- like Lenny and Squiggy when uh, <laughs> when they showed up to harass Laverne and Shirley in Los Angeles. Yes, the creepiest move of all time. Yeah. So do you have something for the topic? Yes, sir, I do. I have uh, two uh, two uh, nominations. What, what, what do you got? What do you got? Okay, number one, uh, C-3PO, the Kelsey yeah, Grammer. We said him already. We said it. We oh, said I didn't, it. I didn't catch it. Okay. All right, and uh, the second one, uh, in the vein of the couple from the Pina Colada song, could we go with Brenda and Eddie from the Billy Joel song, Scenes from an Italian Restaurant? I don't know about that. I don't know. I might go with the guy singing Uptown Girl, right? <laughs> that meathead. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or maybe the guy singing It's Still Rock and Roll to me. Oh, that music video. Wait, the music video for It's Still Rock and Roll to me? Yeah, I think it's just like, you know, Billy Joel in a suit. You're high. Goodbye. There's no video for that. Best show, you're on the air. How's it going, Tom? It's going all right. Uh, let me see here what people are saying. Um, has anybody said uh, the John McGinley from Talk Radio? From uh, the 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 uh, what you call it there the uh, the Eric Bogosian movie remember that movie I don't know what do you got uh, Jim from the Office Jim from the Office oh, that's a bold one <laughs> I'll go with it uh, right on yeah wait who is this uh, my name is Fred I'm from Honolulu oh I know this guy this is Fred from from Little Italy. Fred Zeppeli, right? How you living, man? How's the season going? How's how's uh, San Gennaro season? It's coming right up in about how's, two months. How's that street grease, right? <laughs> Guys dumping out sausage, 
sausage grease right in front of you where you live? Do you know these? Uh, they kick off the festival with a tribute to nine eleven. Like that's how it starts. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. How, what uh, what's going on? Well, you work on the Chris Gethard show now, don't you? The, yes, sir. How's that going? Do you tape tonight? Pretty, uh, not tonight, man. We got two weeks off. Oh, oh I took off, huh? Uh huh. Oh. Well, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. It's, uh, apparently fusion uh, makes people a little, a uh, little, little, little soft around the middle, huh? Right. So, uh, wait, who did you just say? Jim from the office. Yeah. I know why you don't like him. <laughs> I know why you don't like him. TWG, right? <laughs> TWG. Right? No, he's just sandbagging at work. Nobody nah, likes that. He's a typical, typical white guy, right? <laughs> and look, I hate these. One of these white guys, I hate one more than the next. That was my other suggestion. Herman Munster. Somebody just put Herman Munster on the thing. That's a Herman Munster is a terrible character. Grandpa offset him. And Grandpa's so good, he offset Herman, right? You know what I mean? I only saw the new, the new, the new one. What was John Shuck as as yeah. Herman Munster? <laughs> I'm not joking. Yeah, That's... Bonnie Franklin directed half those episodes. Did you know that? No. Do you know who that is? I do not know. From but one day at a Google. time. From one day at okay. a time. You're the only guy who ever makes me Google stuff, Tom. Other people, I'll just ignore them. Well, that's more a testament to where you, <laughs> to your problems. It's not something... You're so interesting, Tom. You make me Google smart things all the time, like John Shuck and Bonnie Franklin. You really expand my horizons. But John, uh, uh, Jim from the office, where should we put him? I say he should go in the 20s, right? Yeah. 22! Yeah, that's good. John, uh, Jim from the office. He's whiny, right? Yeah. He's whiny. He's a have who thinks he's a have not. That's right? the one. That's the one. What do you think about this time we put the Cocoa Puffs uh, bird? <laughs> Sonny. Was his name Sonny? Right? Yeah, I'm not putting him on there. You love it. As a kid, I love Cocoa Puffs. That was good stuff, man. Cocoa Puffs. You know what happened now if I would have Cocoa Puffs? I'd drop dead. Can you imagine <laughs> one bowl of Cocoa Puffs would kill me at this point. That's what it's like when you get a little older now. I'd be like, eat a bowl of Cocoa Puffs and be like, I think I need to go to the hospital. A lot of those adult cereals are just as bad. Well, yeah, yeah. If, if if you yeah. buy like ones that are like made by like like General Mills or whatever the company, like you just look at it, it's just like they just put like wheat in the title of it or something, mm-hmm. or oat in the title. But then you look at sugar is the second ingredient in it. So I got to uh, you got to go do what I do, man. Puffins, right? <laughs> that puffin. What do you think about that? Pu- the puffin would make the best. When we do the best characters of all time again, the Puffin from the Puffin's box is making the list. <laughs> do you know who's not making, you know who might make the worst list? The gorilla from, uh, Gorilla Munch. You ever see him? 
Are those the, the, the cereals in the bags and not in the... No, it's not the cereals in the bags. It's the health cereal that they're trying to <laughs> trick kids into thinking are fun. But kids can see through that from a mile away. They're like, this cereal's not fun. I think I want the one where the all the things are made out of just pressed sugar. Like, they're shapes. Made out of sugar. I saw a commercial for, like, Taco Bell now has, like, Captain Crunch flavored desserts. <laughs> like, where they're, like, they're, like, smashing up Captain Crunch cereal and rolling, like, little dough balls in it. I don't think they're honest about it, man. They're not, like, they're not pretending to be anything else. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Fred. How are you? Do you have an all right summer? Pretty good, man. I got to drag Will Ferrell out of the room. That was pretty fun. I love it. You're rolling. You're rolling with the big. You, you leave the best show behind. Next thing, you and Will Ferrell. Or I'm watching Will Ferrell half asleep on a plane. You're hanging with the the real guy, right? I'm watching. This is how it goes. I'm watching Will Ferrell in the movie Get Hard on a plane. You're hanging with Chris Gethard and the actual Will Ferrell. Yeah, fetching things. Pretty good. <laughs> You're fetching things. What do you think about Qbert? Should he make the list? I don't know about that. I don't know. You know who should make the list is Coach. Remember Coach? Oh yeah. yeah I don't yeah. like Coach. He seemed like a bully. I'm right? a major dad. <laughs> G Mac, Gerald McRaney. <laughs> yeah, Gerald. Hey, Mike. Major dad. Where would he go? Fifties. That's a good one. Pick fifty-three. That's Captain Bayonne. 54. Got it. I don't know what's more sad. When Dudio yells out that I've called that number already, or when he calls out that it's an open slot. They both make me a little sad. <laughs> I'm not putting Alf on the list. If anything, I put that kid, Bryce Beckenham. Remember that kid from Alf? No. Willie, oh poor Willie, Max Wright, that guy. Alf drove him up the wall. He was a homeowner. Why didn't he do anything about it? Alf, oh he got so mad. Lady Elaine from uh, Mister Rogers was never a fan of the Lady Elaine puppet. <laughs> How do you feel about um, Little Penny? I like Little Penny. Little Penny, yeah. I like Little Penny too. Oh, well, then why'd you he suggest him? He didn't. He didn't make a best one hundred. That's why I, I forgot whether he made it. To the who? Best. Who? Fred, you are from Honolulu. Who? Uh -huh. Who's a Hawaiian-based character? What about? What about that? Anything oh. Elvis did. Uh, Elvis had so many Hawaiian characters that were so egregious. It's insane. We like studied him in class. How bad they were. As what? Like aspirational? Like? Like he was like he was like he played like Hawaiian characters. Yes, yeah, yeah, like. Three movies in Hawaii? Yeah, and he like studied. He was very proud of the work he did to get ready for those roles. When Elvis <laughs> studied for that, he um, he would eat. He would have a slice of pineapple in preparation for the thing. <laughs> now he's ready to play a guy from a uh, native Hawaiian for the movie. Uh huh. What about that uh, that Hawaiian uh, actress Emma Stone? What about her? She, <laughs> she recently portrayed. Uh, a Hawaiian woman, right? <laughs> what about her? Uh, it's 
it's pretty bad, man. But I, I refuse to put any ladies on the list, honestly. I don't know about that. There's some pretty flawed ladies out there. You can't think of one lady that makes the worst 100 list. No, it's out of principle. There's like a million ladies I would put on there, but I don't know if it's like... Here's the worst. Somebody just said here, Miles. Uh, Miles. Uh, uh, Bradley Cooper's character in The Hangover. That might be... Oh, yeah. That's a bad character. Phil. <laughs> Any of the dudes from High Fidelity would be... Any of them. There. Oh, here's here's one somebody suggested. Uh, Ringo Starr playing Frank Zappa in 200 motels. Remember that, Mike? Mike's mad now because I haven't gotten to his segment yet. <laughs> Fine. I got to go, Fred. All right, man. I don't want to yeah, get the night. crunch eye later. <laughs> All right, bye. Best show, you're on the air. All right, bye. Hello. Best show, you're on the air. Welcome to the show. Sir? Hello, hello. Hi. Uh, Tom, it's uh, Charlie Morgan again. I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago. How are you, Mr. Morgan? I'm sorry, again, Mr. I'm Morgan just... was your father. You want me to call you Charlie. Well, yeah, my father didn't even like being called Mr. Morgan. You know, the funny thing about it, Morgan is not really my uh, real last name. My my dad changed it early on, but the, one, the name on my birth, birth certificate is Bratsburg. Bratsburg? So Morgan yeah, was, how, tell, how did... You can tell why an actor would uh, shelve that name in favor of uh, Morgan, but, uh, you know, Morgan is a Welsh name. Yes. And we're, you know, my dad's parents were Norwegian immigrants. Okay. So ethnically, it kind of makes more sense for me to be called Brasburg. I tried to broach that topic with my bride-to-be when we were getting married, and I said, you know, honey, we could... Uh, this Morgan thing is kind of a made-up name, and mm -hmm. we could go back to being Brassburg any time. And she kind of cut me off and said, why don't we forget the whole thing? I love that you stuff. She didn't want to be life. Charlotte Brassburg. I love it. Anyway, I wanted to call in and mention a couple of things. Please uh, do. You were talking about the love boat earlier. And for people my... who don't know, this Charlie Morgan, his father... Uh, was the the late great actor uh, who played uh, Colonel Potter on Mash, Harry Morgan. He was on uh, he was on uh, uh, Dragnet, and uh, one other. What was the other thing he was known for? There was one other. thing. Well, you I know, the, the truth of it is that uh, when you add them all up, he was on fourteen different television series. And when I was a little kid, you know, dating back to nineteen fifty four, when I was like eight. He was in a series called December Bride, and then that was followed by a series called Pete and Gladys, and that took up eight years of his life, and he was Pete. And my, my candidate for the uh, list of the uh, people you're accumulating, mm -hmm. you remember the guy who was the next-door neighbor on the Ozzy and Harriet? I don't. Uh, from Ozzy well, and Harriet. He was played by an actor named Don DeFore, and the neighbor's name was Thorny. Okay. And whenever things got tense on the show, Ozzy would go next door to Thorny's house, and Thorny would have funny stuff to do, like on one show. He said, Ozzy, I've been learning how to play the piano. And he started playing, and the piano went very quickly, and then he took his hands off it, and the joke was that, oh, he was fooling it because it was a player piano. <laughs> so I was with my dad one time. My dad was playing Pete. Uh, night and day for eight years and getting kind of tired of it. And, and he knew Don before, and I, I knew him too. He lived down the street, and I was a pal of his uh, son, David's. But my dad met him at the uh, country market, 
And Don DeFore called across the aisle and said, Hi, Pete. And my dad said, How are you doing, Corny? And Thorny said, No, no, it's Thorny. And my dad said, Got it. And then he was leaving the, uh, he didn't normally post stunts like this, but he was leaving the checkout line. He said, See ya, Corny. <laughs> so I got a kick out of that. So Thorny from. From what show again? Ozzy and Harriet. From Ozzy and Mike? What do we got in the, what do we got of, in the four characters. The, the, you know, the Nelsons and their sons, Ricky and David. Mm-hmm. And then the next door neighbor, that was it. What do we got? What's so over? Was, he only brought him out for like every third show, but it was very. We're going to put Thorny. I'm putting Thorny on the list. Good, good job. Thanks. Eight, number 18, Thorny from. What show is it again, Her- uh, Charlie? Ozzy and Harriet. Ozzy and Harriet. So sorry. I'm so. I'm Ricky jugg- Nelson. I'm, you know that I'm jugg- whole scene. Yeah, I'm juggling. I'm juggling eight things at once. I got Mike staring at me, like it's uh, Mike staring at me. There's a little window here in the studio, and Mike presses his his eyes and looks at me like it's a bakery, and he like he's looking at like the hot cross buns are just <laughs> coming out of the oven, like he's uh, like he's just on. It's Christmas morning. He's staring at. Me, but instead of hot cross buns, he wants me to do his bidding. Ozzy and Harry. Well, I, I, I actually, uh, you know, I got to know Mike a bit when I was calling in. Oh, and, I'm sorry. And I, I worked up a little something with him. I mean, he wrote it, and I, um, after I read it, I thought it'd be great if I could read it, which I did. And maybe he'll plug that in. So, wait, so Mike, to tell you. Mike, God, you, you read something that Mike wrote? Yeah, he sent it to me, and I could relate to it pretty well. And, and I, th- I said, "Gee, why don't I, why don't I read this?" And I did, mm-hmm. and I sent it back. And I don't know how it came out, but it, it sounded okay. Do I have this, Mike? I do. You sent it to me. Yeah. I think Mike. What's that? Last week. Last week. Last week. What was the name of the email? The blood trail. Yeah. All right. That was it exactly. So Mike is writing things, and you're reading them now. Well, just this one thing. I mean, I, I related to this thing quite All well. Right. It seemed like every 11-year-old, you know, had these uh, experiences where adulthood slaps you in the face, and that's sort of what Mike's story dealt with. And I took to it and had fun with it. Well, it sounds like a But in the interim, I, uh, you know, last time we talked, you wanted Harry Morgan stories, and I, yeah. I thought of one off the top of my head. Mm. But then later I gave it some thought, and there's there's one that's really pretty funny that I'd, I'd share with you if you have I, I, w- I would love it. I would love it. So, uh, you know, when my dad became a contract player at Fox, um, 70 or 80% of the movies produced were Westerns. And the, the same was true at Universal, where I worked for a number of years. You know, in the uh, 30s, 40s, and 50s, Westerns were guaranteed hits, and other pictures were more dubious, kind of like action hero things today. But there are a lot of actors, I think almost all actors, did not know how to ride horses. Gary Cooper apparently did because he grew up on a on a ranch, but my dad uh, had never been near a horse. And and uh, you might remember that on on uh, on MASH, they, they had pictures of horses on his desk. Yes. And those were the horses that he raised in Santa Rosa, quarter horses. And we had that place in Santa Rosa for 40 years, and I went there all the time with my dad. And we had these horses, which I I would ride from time to time. But my dad never got on a horse, and I kept trying to get him to do it so we could ride together. 
And they said, no, I've never been on a horse, and I, I don't want to start now. And, you know, you know, when you're young and you fall off, you jump and get back on. But when you're older, it's harder. So he's doing this Jimmy Stewart movie, and they did a bunch of Jimmy Stewart westerns. Jimmy Stewart basically told producers that my dad had to be in the westerns, which was great news, and, and my dad really appreciated it. And in this one, uh, Stewart and a couple of the good townspeople decide that they've got to get rid of all these little bands of bandits that are hanging around. And my dad's group of three was one of these. So the scene begins with somebody's, you know, pushing my dad out of a saloon door and on the platform there are a couple of other guys that are his henchmen. And he goes, well, <laughs> you, you can't fight the whole town. And then he gets to the end of the pl platform and gets on top of a horse. And when he did this, uh, the horse turned around. And I've ridden enough horses to know that's a common reaction. It's kind of like a, a way to tell the rider that this ain't going to be easy. So what you do is you get off the horse, and the trainer beats the animal up in those days. And then you do the scene all over again. And they, they did it again, and the horse did the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it was, can't fight the whole town. And finally they did it a third time. My dad comes bursting out of the saloon doors. He says to his henchman, well, come on, men. You can't fight the whole town. Gets on the horse. The horse does the turnaround thing. My dad jumps off, gets back on the platform and says, fuck it. Let's fight him. There we go. And the, the barrier has been broken. AP Mike. <laughs> Mike. I can't. I can't. We generally don't. It's generally a pretty... I can't. You know, Ralph Bellamy in his autobiography repeated that right. story, okay. and he cleaned it up for just the way I guess you'd like to for radio. So sure. my dad is just saying, the oh, the hell with it. You've heard. You've Which heard. Carry the same yeah. punch, you know. Yeah, well. Oh. I'm speechless now. We usually we usually keep it. It's usually family, family friendly here, uh, Charlie. But you, you oh, got me. I'm sorry. I'll That's all right. Now, you know what? You got me. You got me. It was fair and square. That was worth. That was worth it. That was right. worth it. That uh, that'll come out of Mike's pay, of course. <laughs> that uh, the, for the swear jar, Mike. Uh, I'm gonna dock Mike's pay, and I'm gonna delete this thing Mike sent me. As a no, I'm kidding. I uh, <laughs> I'm actually speechless. You did it, Charlie. Should I, I play this mention, thing? You were talking about that white, Whitey Bulger uh, film, and yeah. you know I read the book that's based on that guy. You're, you're, and the guy I'm, is I'm, evil I mean, all the way through. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about 19 murders and yeah. I'm hearing you in a different light now. Now out. you're now you're scaring me, Charlie. You're you're. I'm afraid of what you're going to say next. <laughs> I uh, just don't know how you make a picture that that has any resonance with that kind of a character pulling people's teeth out so they can't be identified. And, Wow. You know, uh, a lot of people were working on a, a General Noriega film when he was apprehended. I mean, he had a lot of yeah. elements. He was lived in the streets, and he was the son of a mm -hmm. maid for a, a wealthy man yeah. and rose to dominate a country. And there were a lot of elements there that might be called dramatic. And what Oliver Stone and whoever else was looking into it concluded mm -hmm. was that you scraped the surface of this rat, yeah. and all you found underneath it was another rat. Yeah, and that I was just that like it was like the, Bulger. and it was like that Medellin movie. Did you ever see Medellin? Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I mean most of it was in Spanish, and that director, um, was that Billy Walsh directed that? I think that movie was I a flop, or rightfully a flop. So, uh, 
Um, There's got to be some, something in it that makes the guy human, you know. Yes, exactly. And look, you'll hang, look, Charlie. If you're clearly on a road to start hanging out with AP Mike, and you'll 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 look back at the days when you thought uh, Noriega was uh, the bottom of the barrel very fondly. Real soon, <laughs> you'll be begging for the return of those those wholesome days. Um, should I, I should I play this on the way out, Mike? We're going to end the show playing this thing that you guys recorded. I How's think that'd that? be great. Well, Charlie, look, you, you're a, you're a, 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 I appreciate you being a part of the show uh, and calling in, and uh, and you know you call in anytime you want. I will, and I'll uh, I'll clean it up next time. Next time, yeah. All right, thanks, buddy. Okay, have thank a great you. night. Oh, Mike, Mike, you got me. You want to talk? You want to say something? We got uh Hey, Mike, do you like art? You like art? Yeah, we're going to do it. Yeah, I like the art. Pictures. Yeah? They're cool. Yeah. I'm just letting you talk into a mic that's not on. This okay. is... It was, we're ready. There we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah you liked that, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And your buddy. <laughs> I mean, Charlie. A little, little toilet mouth pal. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody said... I forget, I, I'm not sure who said it on uh, on uh, Twitter. Just said uh, that uh, that uh, there the the the, the Charlie Morgan's the, like he has taken Spike's place on the show. <laughs> he is. Mike, do you know? He's who, got a little more gravitas. Do you know who Jay Penry is? I the do. art. Have you ever seen the art of Jay Penry? I have not. But well, uh, he's he's sitting three feet from you. That's all right, Mike. <laughs> How are you? I'm I'm good, Tom. Uh-huh. I'm I'm good. It's good to see. Uh, it's good to see you guys. Thanks yeah. for having me down. Of course. Thanks for coming down. You, you ju- he jumped out of the chair when uh, Charlie un- unleashed. <laughs> yeah. Look, the Kraken or yeah. whatever that was. I'm ready to lower Thorny on the list as uh, <laughs> as that's the only that's the only retribution I have for Charlie's uh, uh, gutter language is for me to lower Thorny from. Uh, Ozzy and Harriet standing on the list. Uh-huh. Thorny. Did Thorny drive you nuts too, Mike? I don't remember the show that well. Right, move the mic up a little closer, Mike. There we go. Aim it. Aim it and angle it. There we go. Okay. Jay. Tom. You did a, a crazy thing. This is one of the craziest things that's ever happened. You drew a picture of my late great dog, Dogmo. I did. Just as you were just a listener at that point. I didn't know you. That's true. And you sent it to me. A face in the crowd. And I was like, and it was a picture. You, you put a hat on the doll, on the picture. I did. For what, whatever reason, God only knows why you did. You, cause you do these animal portraits. I do. And they're really amazing. Wow. Well, where, thank you. where can people see more of them and even potentially commission one? jpenry.com. jpenry.com. You usually tease people with. The, just their name dot com. I mm-hmm. actually have that website. All right, you got jpenry dot com. I do. So then Jay puts the get get a load of this, Mike. Puts a cowboy hat on a picture of my dog, right? So then he doesn't know this. Then when when uh, my my wife and I were were looking at the the local paper to find a, a dog, then a local animal shelter ran a picture with the dog we ended up getting. They put a hat on my dog's head in the picture. He never, Jay never saw that picture. Mm-hmm. He just painted it, the dog. Wow. She had a hat on her head. Isn't that the weirdest yeah. thing ever? 
It's like he psychically right, you're, saw you're the future. <laughs> weirdly, what are you? What? What are you doing? It's like you're you're just so strange tonight. I don't know what to do. You're just it's that was the most upsetting thing. You're like staring. You clearly had nothing to say, and you, that was one of the worst things ever. <laughs> okay, I'm back. You're, oh, you're back. Oh, good, yeah. good. You're back. You. For so, the for the record, it was JJ from uh, Smoking the Bandit's hat that I put on the dog. Oh, there you go. JJ from Smoking the Bandit, the Burt Reynolds character. Absolutely. Bandit breaks a woman's heart. Remember that song? Vaguely. With the one that was like the the love theme from Smoking the Bandit. <laughs> Westbound and down. Remember, they did eastbound and down. Then they did west. They started off doing westbound and down because mm-hmm. they had to go get the course. Course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it's eastbound and down on the way back. Now you, Jay Penner, you have a. a you are from the south. I am. I am from uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama. Okay, and that makes you what a uh, a fan of what the fight and what. Uh, <laughs> we were the, we were the admirals in high school, so I'm the fighting admirals. The fighting admirals. But, uh, I'm, uh, I'm an Auburn fan, so I'm the opposite of, uh, the, uh, the Alabama gentleman that calls in. An Auburn, oh, oh so that's, uh, Jason from Alabama. Yeah, Jason from Huntsville, he's a, he's a, he's a roll tide. I'm a war, yeah. I'm a war eagle. And uh, Auburn is where, uh, Charles Barkley played for Auburn. Yeah, and so Bo that, Jackson. And Bo Jackson. And who's who? Who's played for for the for the Roll Tides? Who's played for them? Well, Joe Willie Namath. Okay, Joe Namath. You know that voice, right, Mike? I do. He started <laughs> off in Alabama. Mm-hmm. No, he started off in 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 uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, started off in Pittsburgh. He's already got a weird thing. My mom. My mom told me that he. Uh, the story went that he uh, he he rode up to practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, during uh, and rode up on his motorcycle and told Paul Bear Bryant that he was going to be his quarterback. Mm-hmm. And that's how they that's how they tell that story in Alabama. That's one of the best. There's an audio book. Well, it's a book, mm-hmm. I guess. I listened to the audio book <laughs> of him of uh, this Namath one. It's really good. Uh, it's really good because mm-hmm. he starts off in Pe- Pittsburgh, Western Pennsylvania. Yeah. Then he goes down to. Alabama, mm-hmm. so his accent changes a little bit. So now you get that Pittsburgh accent's getting getting like country fried uh-huh. now. Yeah, and then he decides he's going to be a, a, a metropolitan guy when yeah. he goes yeah. to yeah. when he goes to the Jets. Yeah, fur coat. So that's when he's walking around wearing his white shoes and mm-hmm. his yeah. fur coat. That's how he ends up talking with that weird. Well, you know, a lot of the time when I played for Coach Bryant, I uh, thought that football would be a, uh, a really great opportunity for me to play. He's like stretching, like hitting those L's so hard. Kind of a brogue. <laughs> it almost is a brogue. Yes. You got a YouTube uh, that uh, him telling that lady on the the broadcast on Monday Night Football that he wants to kiss her, Susie, yeah. Susie Colbert. I want to kiss you. <laughs> that one. That's a low point. That's like that's a low point. But yeah. how much tail do you think oh, Joe Namath? Why don't you I mean, Charlie more, Moore save this more, for you and more or less than uh, Elvis? Why don't you save this for your your you and your Charlie's <laughs> late night 
filth talk. <laughs> Apparently, Peter O'Toole had them all beat. It says uh, really? thousand thousand and thirty three. Wow, lovers in his new okay. book. Well, he didn't write it. He's dead. Yeah, Will Chamberlain's up there. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Ten thousand. I, I would have thought 20, Peter 20. O'Toole was too drunk to perform. <laughs> Did I ever tell you I saw Peter O'Toole going down Eighth Avenue one time? This is like the worst stand-up show I've ever. If people could only see what he looks like, he's standing. He's standing in front of me, holding the mic as if he's on stage. There must be a brick wall behind you. It's like a weird. Okay. It's like a. It's like stand. It's like yeah. the scariest stand-up I've ever seen. You just you're holding the mic in one hand, and you say, "Did I tell you about the time?" It's <laughs> yeah. Right? Am I wrong? It feels like. No, oh, I'm I'm digging it. Oh no! I... <laughs> yes, it is a little it's... bit like a performance. Yeah. Should I come over here? No, you shouldn't <laughs> stay. Stay where you are. Yeah. Thank you, Pat. No one will believe this happened if they don't get a picture of Mike doing his stand-up. So what happened, Mike, now? No, I saw uh, Peter O'Toole on 8th Avenue, mm-hmm. and he was so drunk. <laughs> and he had about two or three guys basically holding him up as mm-hmm. they were carrying him down yeah. 8th Avenue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. You sure you weren't seeing the movie My Favorite Year? <laughs> you sure you just weren't in the it, it, it was after that movie, mm-hmm. so he was in his glory again. Okay. And, um, yeah, he was a mess. That best one I got is uh, Ron Perlman walking down Bleecker Street smoking a cigar with a Hawaiian shirt on. Oh, there you go. That's you saw Ron one. Perlman? A little bit different acting yeah. caliber, yeah. but yeah. small man, large head, I'll say Say that. what you will about mm-hmm. Peter O'Toole. You know, what you, and Jay, you know what you and Jay have in common, Mike? What's that? You're both Sons of Anarchy uh, spoilers. Oh, okay. You, Jay's the one who goes, and I come home one night from doing the show, and I got him going... Uh, so, saying something about uh, the, the Opie's, uh, was it o- who's who did you ruin? I said, uh, wait, I said I was waking up in a post Opie world. Yeah, <laughs> and then that was that, that was, was early on. That's like yeah, season one, right? That was bad enough. Uh-huh. And then, well, it was not season one. It was early. It was two, it was two or three. Two, yeah. two or three. They got him in the in in jail, right? It's all a blur. Yeah, that was like four. He had to cut a deal. They cut a deal for Opie. Yeah. Remember what's his face, Charlie Hunnam, with that flattened out <laughs> accent? Yeah. You have to understand that the gang is due. It's like you're a British guy. <laughs> it's like, and if you, the more you talk like that, the clearer it is. There's no one from Sons. Did we put the cast of Sons of Anarchy on this list? I think we discussed. Should be it top in ten, the first right? The whole cast. Yeah, the yeah, cast yeah, of yeah. Sons. Hey, Dudio. The cast of Sons of Anarchy, how high can they go? Four. Four. That's it, four. You've got crossover there with uh, your favorite guy on Justified, Walter Goggins. Yeah, right. Is there any room for the bear in the commercial for Zoo? (laughs) The bear that's in the kitchen? James Patterson's Zoo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the bear in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) We've got to put Marty Funkhauser on the list, too. Okay. Larry. I think he's on the list. I think we got him. AP Mike, I don't know what your problem is. You have to understand. Larry. Do you think he just says Larry all day long? He practices. Larry. Yeah. What's your problem? What are we going to do with you, AP Mike? I don't know. Should I end the show? What do you think? 
We're going to play the uh, my first audio yeah. book. Oh. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm excited to hear okay. this. He starts off with his, with his uh, uh, caramel crunchers. He ends with his audio book. It's like his birthday. Yeah, it's, it's, it's your you birthday. Know, it's a big deal. Yeah, Michael Perry was a hit. I want to thank everybody who who purchased this song. People can download it over at uh, at Bandcamp.com. Yeah, yeah. Right, and, and people are, were very generous. Yeah, and they yeah. and they don't have to just give a dollar when right. they download. Yeah, what's the biggest single one? Can you know what it was? I I got twenty dollars. Twenty, nice. Yeah, very nice. Very I'll tell generous. You right now, Mike. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. If anybody does, if anybody did fifty, I'll match it. Nice. I'll match it. What do you yeah. think about that? I think that's incredible. Oh, you're so creepy. <laughs> I think that's incredible. <laughs> you're, you're so strange now. I go away for a week and I come back and you're like doing audio books and you're <laughs> the, I go away for five days yeah. and I come back and you're like, here's my audio book. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, yeah. hey, you know that guy who calls the show? He read the audio book for the thing. <laughs> and then Jason and I are talking about a, a thing uh, before the show, Dudio, and he's like, he's like, well, if you get Charlie Morgan to read it. I'm like, get Mike's leftovers now, Charlie Morgan. <laughs> oh, you mean the guy who did Mike's audio book? Uh-huh. We'll get him? Yeah. Well, Jay, you're going to stick. We're going to do the half hour of power. We are. Guys, which is the best show post-show. It's uh, uh, a freewheeling uh Exchange of ideas and opinions. Oh. <laughs> now he's going. It's that Colin Quinn show, right? I think yeah, that here we was go. the uh, Bill. I think that was the BS report. I'm doing mm-hmm. the intro to the BS report. Oh. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Right, Bill Simmons. Yeah, got the kibosh. ESPN. They didn't like it. They're done. I hear he's going to Vice Media. Is he? I don't know. That's the report. What's he going to do there? Either that or HBO apparently has a big mm-hmm. contract for him. Went nice. the way of Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> well, Bill Cosby is buying him up. Here. <laughs> I don't know what to say about you anymore. <laughs> I don't know what to say about my AP Mike. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe this is. Maybe I shouldn't end the show. Maybe I should end certain elements of the show. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe certain ele- just certain elements be like. Uh-huh. We've, Reevaluated. <laughs> Your call, Tom. <laughs> no, there's a dare. Uh-huh. Oh. So we'll take these final calls. Then we'll play AP Mike's audio book. Yeah, it's a uh, you know I've, I studied the demographic for the show, and, and a lot of the uh, fans of the show have children. So I wrote this uh, this book on Twitter originally. And let me just say, I'm not even going to in any way question you on any of your studies of demographics just keep going we're just going to let that one slide and so i thought you know this might be something to uh you know expand my brand and uh you know might do a little better than the the song um and uh you know i i I think maybe if it if it does well enough it might be a new series called uh tough tales for tots or the straight dope for kitties. <laughs> or can't handle this bed, bedtime tales for a godforsaken world. <laughs> Which do you like better? The first one. Yeah. Tough tales for tots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one best. Yeah. 
So we'll listen to that in a minute. Okay. We'll take these final calls. I want everybody to know uh, Sharpling and Worcester are playing live this uh, late August and early September. You can see us at uh, in Seattle. In, we are playing at Numos. We're playing in Portland at Doug Fur. Then we will be in San Francisco at the Great American Music Hall and in Los Angeles at the El Rey Theater. You can get these tickets over at Stereo Laughs. That's Stereo, L-A-F-F-S dot com slash tour. And the tickets are selling. And I know one of these things is about to sell out. I'm not going to say which one. But one of them is very close to selling out. Don't miss any of them. And you can also get Mike's song over at bandcamp.com. jpenry.com is the, the place to check out Jay's uh, awesome uh, pet artwork. You do commissions? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Take, and, a, take a peek. There's a bunch of them on there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, you'll stick around for the half hour power? Yep. Can't wait. And uh, do you have anybody for the worst 100 list, Jay? Anybody that comes to mind? You ever seen the movie Brain Scan with Eddie Furlong? No. Mm, all right. Okay. There's a character called Trickster, <laughs> who's a okay. virtual reality. How about all the right. band Trickster? They're pretty bad. Give it up for Trickster. <laughs> Give it up. They rode four-wheelers in their in their video. I remember that. I'm going to get security in here. I'm gonna, <laughs> next week, you're going you're gonna to come in next week. It's going to just be like a, a guy with a t-shirt that says security on the back and he's just gonna stand in that doorway and he's gonna go like you need something i can help you with yeah right yeah you're gonna go like hey is Tom in there? he'll be like well, let me see your well let me see your lammy he'll be like i don't have a i don't have one he'll be like yeah it's uh this is backstage my friend <laughs> So, no, I don't know Trickster, and the band Trickster is not making the list <laughs> either. This will be some version of the Half Hour Power. If this is where we're at now, mm-hmm. we're going to play your thing, which is only going to put rocket boosters on you. <laughs> then, oh, God help us all for where we're going to be. But I'm going to take these final calls, and then we'll start the Half Hour Power. And everybody should call 201-332-3484 to be a part of the Half Hour Power. Uh, let's do this. You, uh, I'll, I'll see you in a few minutes, Mike. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, it's Listener T. Listener T, what do we got? Um, well, I wanted to suggest a couple. One of them would be Ground Control from Space Oddity. Mm. Because they're so, they're so, uh, so so detached and they're so, they're, they're so impersonal. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my other one would be, um, Tom Waits. The character of Tom Waits. Yes. That's a pretty good one. The millionaire hobo. Yeah, the millionaire hobo. What if the millionaire hobo is a multi is a role that many people have played? We could put like because uh, Don Was plays it sometimes, and Tom Petty plays Tom it Petty sometimes. plays it, and and the other guy from the Heartbreakers, Mike Campbell, plays it sometimes. Sure, that's and when you know JD? you've got real money. That's when you know you've got real money. That's when you well, got you the went- money that like that Rico Rodriguez money. You know what I mean? That kid Manny from from uh, uh, Modern Family. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I need that. No. I need that Rico Rodriguez money, man. You know, money yeah. I need. I need that person need playing that. A, a, a thing of mustard in a Heinz mustard commercial where they put you in a mustard costume, seemingly demeaning, but you can buy and you could buy and sell me that the the woman in that mustard costume, right? Oh yeah, sure. Or the grapes, the grapes from the fruit of the loom, or something. Yeah, the the grapes or the uh, the uh, flow from Progressive or uh, those Sonic guys. You think those Sonic guys eat at Sonic? No, I I don't think there's any near them. I don't think so either. I'm gonna put down Millionaire Hobo as a a just a type that goes on the list. Okay. 92, Millionaire Hobo. Thank you, listener. All right. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, this is uh, David. David, where are you calling from, David? Uh, Chicago. What's up in Chicago tonight, David? Uh, not a lot. It's it's a little chilly here tonight, actually. Okay. Um, I have a couple quick suggestions for the list. What do you got? Okay, first is the um, the Oval from the old Zoloft commercials. All right, that's sad. That's more sad than the worst to me. Yeah, all right, that's fair. Um, second one is I want to qualify this one mm-hmm. because a cartoon was made from this character, mm-hmm. but um, that's not so much uh, a problem to me as the original stage character that it's based off of, and that's uh, Howie Mandel's Bobby character. I don't want anything to do with that thing. That thing sends chills down my spine. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Best show, you're on the air. Oh, okay. Hi. Hi. What's up? Who's so, this? So, my main gripe is with the, well, I have just, a long-standing... To, to, to whom am I speaking? To whom am I speaking? I'm sorry, I'm Katie from Boston. Katie from Boston. What's going on mm-hmm. in Boston tonight, Katie? In Boston, I'm I'm fairly annoyed with the um, owl from the Tootsie Pops commercial. The owl from the Tootsie yeah. Pops commercial. Oh, one, the, that one, Doo-hoo, that one, Three, that, one that, that one, the boy, the boy is like, mm-hmm. hey, how many, like, licks does it take to get to the center? Yeah. You know, like, legitimately wanting to know, mm-hmm. and the owl takes the pop, he licks it twice, and then he bites it. Yeah. And tries to play that off, like, that's how many licks it takes, and, like, it just has always bothered me. But he couldn't help it. No, I'm going to say he's just like he's disingenuous. He's not. <laughs> yeah, that might one you know might I mean? bother you more than it bothers me. I get it. I get it. I'm with you. I get it. Not top 100 material though. It's oh, not. It's not. Think of the. Think so of the. Think Mickey from Seinfeld. Think of the ones who are who've made the list. Mickey from Seinfeld. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Agree uh, to disagree. Well, we do. Thank you for the I call. What, we got another yeah. one? What do you got? I got another one. What do you got? Well, yeah, the, um, the quote, in quotes, Asian character that Mickey Rooney played from yep. Breakfast. Okay, that makes it, that makes the list. Top 20. Someone it. pick it out there. Top 20, Mickey Rooney in <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's. Thank you, so Katie. Bad. You have a good yeah. night. Bye bye. Best show you're on the air. Hi, Tom. Hi, who's this? Uh, this is Alex. I'm calling from Hudson, New York. Mm, Alec, what's up? <laughs> um, I have two or three quick ones okay. for the topic. Yeah, what um, do you got? I've got 
Aqualung from the oh, that's okay. Aqualung makes the list. <laughs> that was creeping out since I was a kid. You know, and, you know, just that line, snot running down yeah, his yeah. nose. That's yeah. just enough to make Feeling the top like 100. Dead duck. Where should Aqualung go, Dudio? 17. Aqualung is a 17. Who else do you have? I have um, the character Cheyenne from the Sean Penn vehicle. This must be the place. Is that have his character? That is that his character? Yes. yes. Yeah, I, that, I could. I couldn't even. That that movie is not of this world. Sorry, I I saw okay. it, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm not considering it for anything. Okay. Um, I have one last really quick song. One. What do you got? Uh, Lelania from the Donovan song, Lelania. That's the now, the now. Yeah. Lelania. More and because he made her up. Lelania. <laughs> la di da, la di da. Right? That's like that one where it sounds like he's like, sounds like he's like wait, like on hold on the phone, just like killing time singing that song. Not exactly yeah. the most bold decisions in that one. No. La di da. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what's what's the problem with Lelania? Well, it's more for like her as a character. I think he's not being fair to her. Um, so you don't like, like the Donovan character? <laughs> no, I like Donovan, but I feel like he made up this character that's not a good character because okay. it's a false sympathy. What what was your name again? Alex. Look, will you talk straight with me for a second, Alex? Yeah, yeah. Where are you calling from again? Hudson, New York. Hudson, New York, huh? You sound, I'm picking up on some, a little something here. What? Little, little, I'm getting a note, don't take this the wrong way. Okay. A creep vibe. Oh, no. Right? No, no, no. No, 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 it's just be, on, be honest with me. Be honest with me, Alex. I can't believe you're doing this to me. I'm a woman, Tom. We do it to the last caller on every show. I know, I know. So you like walking, you like staring in the windows, huh? Is that your thing? Um. Shouldn't have been the last caller. Doesn't, <laughs> wouldn't happen to you. I'll stare huh? into windows that aren't on the first floor. Ah, yeah, right? I'll look at ceiling fans. Yeah, be all, look at this, and then you see the ceiling fan, then you go, uh, <laughs> then you go by Ace Hardware, right? Give me a ten foot uh-huh. ladder, right? Oh, Al, you're back. Alex is back. Oh my God! What do you this buy them in bulk? You buy these... my call. This is my first call. You buy the ten foot ladders in bulk now <laughs> at Ace Hardware. <laughs> <laughs> Just pull the trigger. Just put down, right? There's lady really peeper. nothing I can say. It's a lady it. peeper, right? <laughs> no. It's a first. Oh, Goes no. two ways. Look, look. This is the 21st century, Alex. Uh, a lady can be a peeper, too. Right? I mean, it's no. A tale, it's a tale as old as time, Alex. <laughs> the final caller to the show. Can it's, I just say one last thing? Sure, what's that? I'm really excited to hear the Hollywood Handbook with you on it. I'm so excited that I've been putting off listening to it because, like... They gave, me the, they gave me the. They gave me the. They gave me the. The the runaround on that thing. I'm considering legal action against them. Uh oh. Should yes. I not listen to it? No, you should, and it will consider it Exhibit A in the case uh, Sharpling v. Uh, Earwolf, comma uh, Davenport, comma 
Clements, comma, Ulrich, comma. Well, I'll be a, I'll be a witness for you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Well, you know what? Yeah. You're trying to you're trying to get on my good side there, right? You want yeah, me to I'm you re- want me to remove the the tag of Lady Peeper from your please please <laughs> fine. So I'll remove like seven years. <laughs> Lady Peeper, looking in windows, what do you see? Lady Peeper, right? What if that was? Your, what if it was just no. done like like a, a cool theme song? Then would you be into it? Lady no, Peeper. No. Looking in windows, what do you see? Lady Peeper, maybe you're looking for me, right? What about that? Does that make it go down Uh, any easier? I don't consider myself a Mike person. I'm a Tom person. I'm not a Peeper. You know what? Yeah. Fair enough. I'm removing the Lady Peeper tag from you. Thank you so much. You're, clearly, you were uh, you are honestly upset by this. Yeah. Okay, then I'm removing the tag. Thank you. You may go in peace. Thank you so much. Well, Have a good night, Tom. You too. She didn't like that. Got to call early. Right? Lady Peeper, looking in windows, what do you see? Maybe you're looking for you and me and looking for me. All right, let's, let's play Mike's thing and then we'll go to the, uh, then we'll go to do the, the, the show. What do you think, Mike? Lady Peeper theme song sounds like a Dr. Hook B side. No, it doesn't. You don't know what a doctor, nobody knows what a Dr. Hook B-side sounds like. The flip the sexy eyes, Lady Peeper. Let's check out this thing by Mike. The Blood Trail, as written by AP Mike and read by Charlie Morgan. And please call 201-332-3484, half hour power coming up as soon as this ends. Here we go. Thanks for listening. Good night. arguing in the middle of the night the blood trail when I was a boy the most frightening thing in the world was the sound of adults arguing in the middle of the night one summer night when I was 11 I was awakened by loud voices coming from a neighbor's house there was shouting then a scream and then the slamming of a screen door The next morning, while retrieving the newspaper from my father, I noticed a blood trail on the sidewalk at the end of the driveway. After breakfast, I gave my brothers the slip. I didn't want them tagging along, asking dumb questions as I followed the blood trail. I ran to my friend Jerry's house. He ate devil dogs for breakfast, (laughs) stayed up late, and was allowed to watch Sam Peckinpah movies. If anyone would be up for following a blood trail, it would be my friend Jerry. As soon as I said the word blood, he said, Where? Hold on, I said. Let's get Joe. Joe lived across the street. He could turn his eyelids inside out, and he had taught me how to spit surreptitiously out of the side of my mouth. He should be a part of this, I said. Joe was still in his pajamas watching cartoons when Jerry and I knocked on his door. When I whispered the word blood in his ear, I never saw anyone move so fast.
Joe got his Stingray bicycle out of the garage. Jerry and I didn't have our own bikes, and Joe was always rubbing our noses in it. "'Where's the blood?' Joe asked. Eh, "'Why don't you leave your bike here?' I said. I saw the blood first and didn't want Joe to steal my glory. After some more badgering, Joe finally put the bike back in the garage. "'Let's go,' I said. We walked back up the street. Before we reached my house, we noticed the blood trail began in front of my next-door neighbor's. Jerry couldn't help making a joke. He knelt down, touched the blood droplet with his fingertip, put it to his lips, and said, Still fresh! That's when I remembered the loud voices in the middle of the night. This is where it began, I said like some TV sleuth. We followed the blood past my house and up the block. It was easy to do with the white cement sidewalk. At the end of the street, we discovered several bloody footprints, as if the person who was bleeding wasn't sure where to go. Jerry couldn't resist. It looks like he was dancing in his own blood. Then Joe chimed in. It looks like a sick game of Twister. We picked up the blood trail again on the sidewalk across the street and followed it past a couple more houses. By this time, our hearts were beating with anticipation. What are we going to find at the end? A body? The blood trail appeared to end in front of a house we were unfamiliar with. None of our friends lived there. Then Jerry pulled out a magnifying glass he normally used to torture insects and got down in the grass with it. With a big grin on his face, he turned to me and said like Daffy Duck, Did I, he, he went that way, pointing toward the backyard. Jerry was right. When I looked closely, I could see drops of blood splattered randomly in the crabgrass leading toward the backyard. As I continued to follow the blood trail, I noticed that Jerry and Joe were lingering on the sidewalk. Come on, I called, but they didn't move. When I waved to them, they just shook their heads. Rounding the corner of the house, I came upon an old woman scrubbing a picnic table with a rag. It was red with blood. Startled, <laughs> I started to leave, but she called for me to stay. This is it, she said calmly. Were you expecting more? Some poor guy slits his throat, decides to run around the neighborhood, and leaks out his life on my picnic table. The end. Are you disappointed? she asked, rinsing the bloody rag in a bucket of soapy water. You should be. That's life. One disappointment after another, until you die. I didn't know what to say. No adult had ever spoken to me so directly as if I weren't a kid. I turned and walked slowly back toward the street where Jerry and Joe were still waiting. What happened? What did you see? they asked, still excited by what I might reveal. Well, let's go play, I said. I didn't have the heart to tell them. My friends, thank you for listening to the best show, and I want to thank Vegas.com for advertising on tonight's show. With Vegas.com, your summer vacation is only a click away. I've been to Las Vegas. I was there last year. I went and did my fantasy basketball draft there, ate food and played slot machines and had a grand old time, it was totally PG time, and you can do whatever you want in Las Vegas. Vegas is what you make of it. You go to Vegas.com, though. That's the secret to it. They have all the deals and because it's run by people who are in Las Vegas. They work there and live there, and they even party there. So they know what's up. Vegas.com has the proprietary drop watch tool, which promises you the lowest rates on hotels. 
You get the lowest prices guaranteed even after you've paid. Great rates on shows, hotels, tours, attractions, restaurants, VIP bottle service. They make everything affordable. You go to Vegas.com. And for this special offer to get 10% off everything, including excluding, not including, excluding, 10% off everything, excluding air hotel packages, this is what you do, my friends. Go to Vegas.com right now. You click on the microphone in the top right corner. Enter in my code Tom, S-T-O-M-S, to receive an extra 10% off everything except for air hotel packages. That's Vegas.com. Click on the microphone and get your bonus savings by using the secret code Tom S. Book today, Vegas.com. 